2: Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, Sound of Ink. I am excited to be here tonight. We have a bunch of wonderful things to go over, but before we get started, I want to make sure I give you the number to call in if you would like. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Right, We'll be getting to the lines in just a moment. have some announcements to go over before we get started. I want to let you know, first of all, if you're interested in putting together a poetry workshop with us, you are more than welcome to do that. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. The concept is we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn from each other. So we'll have fun with these. Shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way it would be on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you'd like to do. You can uh, your workshop can be anywhere from three minutes to three. <laughs> you can do it for three minutes if you want, <laughs> thirty minutes, or three up to three hours, depending on how much time you need. You can do these live if you want audience participation. You can do them pre-recorded, which means you can sit in the comfort of your home and pre-record and edit, do whatever you want. Send me the MP3 file, or we can do a combination of both. We could do the first half of the show doing your recorded workshop and then come on live so we can take questions and talk to listeners and answer questions all I get So let me know what you want to do. We'll get it put together. It'll be a lot of fun. Next I want to thank our sponsors and this is really important because a lot of you stepped up to the plate and helped me cover uh, part of the 2020 Broadcasting License for the Speakeasy Cafe. We are going into our 14th year of broadcasting live. So 14 years we've been together here as a community. And I just want to take a moment to thank those of you reached into your pocket, helped keep us on the air, and thank you on behalf of not only myself so sincerely and dearly and heartfelt, but from all of us here as well. So our sponsors for the 2020 Broadcasting Year are... Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gulickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, aka One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colum Kennedy hulme Thank you all for for pitching in this year and helping take care of that. I found my my uh yeah, I found my paper. I lost it last week. I was all panicking. <laughs> Uh, it's been it's been a really really fun week, you guys. And uh, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to be able to just sit and hang out with you guys tonight. Go ahead and pull out your paper and pens for me, your journals, your spirals, whatever it is that you write in for me, real quick. And I'm going to give you some writing tasks for the week. And you might want to jot these down If you don't get them or you don't have a paper And pencil or pen handy Don't stress over it You can come back after the show is done broadcasting And listen to the archives And you can write them down there Or if I'm talking and I go off on tangents Which I regularly do And I get you all lost and stuff You can always come back to the show at the end And listen to the archives And uh, yeah Write down what you missed (laughs) So the first thing thing that I'm going to give you is your writing. I'm scrolling. You can't hear it, but I'm scrolling. <laughs> uh, first thing I'm going to give you is your journal assignment. Now, journal assignments, remember, are meant to be handwritten with a pen in a spiral in a journal, whatever whatever it is that you write on. But they are meant to have be written, tangible, brain connected to arm, connected to pen, connected to paper. I want that that tangible connection. To the words you're writing. You think differently when you handwrite things as opposed to when you do the on the computer. It's just different. So these things are meant to be handwritten because they're one-on-one time with you and your brain and your muse. And, you know, nobody is meant to see these things but you, consumption. They're just meant for, you know, messy time with, with yourself. So The one that I'm going to give you first, the journal assignment that I'm going to give you first is the one that I gave you for the year. And that is to go out every single day and watch the world around you and find something worth 17 syllables. Find something out in the world and write, can't find something worth 17 syllables. And if you can't take the time to sit down and write, 17 syllables then you need to really take a look and and figure out where you can shave some time off to feed that creative side of you. You have to have input in order to have output. So it's important. So every day go out and find something every day for the year from now on from forever. I don't care. Let's do this for 20 years. All right. But Every day go out and find something to write about that's worth 17 syllables of your brain time. All right. That's your writing is or your journal. Excuse me, journal assignment for the year. Now, next, the the journal assignment for the week is, and we've been working on ramblings, which is basically free writing, but this is with a little bit of a twist. I give you your starting thought. So you take this, what I'm going to give you, give you here, and you write it at the top of the page. And when you write it down, you just keep going. You keep writing for at least 10 minutes and I don't care what you write. I don't care if it makes sense. I don't care if it starts out with the, the sentence that I give you and ends up with you writing all about, you know, how to change a tire manual that you are working on secretly. That's your like novel, whatever, <laughs> you know, it, just, just write free, write whatever comes out of your brain. But I want you to start with the, se- the sentence that I'm going to give you. And we, we were doing them just once that I made up, but I switched it up and Right now we're doing these. The lines that I'm giving you are the first lines taken from some of the world's greatest novels ever written. All right, so yeah, that's where these sentences are coming from. So the to get there, the sentence that I want you to write at the top of the page is, "A screaming comes across the sky. A screaming comes across the sky." page and then just keep going right for at least 10 minutes and anything that comes to mind just rewrite let let things spill out of your head (laughs) so again the sentence scream uh, a screaming comes across the sky a screaming comes across the sky and that is from the book gravity's rainbow published in 1973 Next, I am going to give you your writing exercises. Exercises are different than journal assignments. Journal assignments are that comfy one-on-one, you know, yoga pants time with your head. And exercises is meant to get you into the gym, to get that those brain muscles stretching, expanding, doing things that are uncomfortable, feeling the burn, if you will. All right. But, but to do things that you're not that push beyond the norm. You know, it's only when you step outside of that comfort zone. That you grow, that you become more, you become better, you become exercises meant to push out of those comfort zones. Think in a way you've not normally thought, write in a way you wouldn't normally write. You know, take a viewer perspective that is new or unique for you. So, sometimes the 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 writing exercise that I gave you for the year, I want to just remind you real quick, and I'll keep that part brief, but the writing ex- exercise for the year, because it's not always about writing. Sometimes it's simply about doing, exercising. You have to have that input in order to have output, right? So I want you to do something every single week that surprises yourself, something new, something you haven't done before. You know, if you can't think of anything, call up a friend and ask them, you know, what if they're into like, like um, coin collecting and there's a big coin convention, go with them. Watch the people, watch how they interact. Watch how they talk about something they're passionate about. You you may not understand it, but you will have that experience to call on because you don't understand that passion by seeing it and feeling it and touching it and smelling it and being enveloped in it. The next time you sit down to write, you are going to be able to draw from that wealth that you did not have regardless. So that's why doing these things are important. Now, you have to do things that that push you out of your comfort zone to, you know, go make messy in life. That way you've got something to write about. Okay. So do something every week. One thing, I don't care if it's 15 minutes, I don't care if it's the entire day, the whole weekend, but do something new, exciting. Go explore, play, discover. All right. All right. The next thing that I'm going to give you is your weekly writing exercise. Now, your weekly writing exercise, we have been writing to scenarios. So this week, I would like you to, now this is this is not meant to, to uh, produce a poem. I'm steering, I don't want you writing poetry to this. It's just like um, a short story or narrative prose, something along that line. You know, don't overthink it, just let it spill out, just like free writing, but it is going to take a little bit more thought and a little bit more structure than a normal free write would do. So I want you to sit down and describe each day of the week as if it were a person. And give each one, uh, each one personality traits, give them a job um, and a goal. You know, what's its relationships with the other days, basically a biography or a you know, what if you were in a, a dating app description or an obituary? Creative. Remember, it's, it's a... Just just have fun with your words. Play with them. You're not just a poet. Right outside your label. Yeah. You know, that I was thinking earlier when I was working on this one. If you got real froggy, right... You could take all the weeks and their personalities and all that and write them all into a story in you know take take each free write thing that you did here and draw from it to condense it down into a poem. That's one of the things that the the side effects of doing this type of an exercise is you you find things inside of these that can become poetry that you may never have thought of had you not done it this way first. All right, so describe each day of the week as if it were a person. Give each one a personality and a job or a goal. Uh, Describe its relationships with the other days of the week. You can write it any way you want. Like I said, dating app description thing, um, a a biography of the day, whatever. What if it was your Wikipedia for Wednesday? Okay, so then like I said, if you're feeling real foggy, write a story with them all tied together. Next, I want to give you exercise number two, which is pick apart a prompt. And I want you to remember that it's sometimes it's not so much what you write to something. It's not what you write to the prompt, but what you do with it before you write. And so this exercise is meant to teach you that. And when you do these, when you do these, you know, short little exercises and have fun with them, Every single time, it becomes like, you know, muscle memory. Every time you sit down to write something, your brain is going to flash all these scenarios in your mind before your pen ever starts writing a word. But you've got to train your brain to do that. Because right now, most of us, most of our brains are trained to knee-jerk reaction ideas. Typical or, you know, I really I'm really try to push you guys outside of, of your comfort zone. It's just, I can't even tell you how important this is. You know, I've watched so many of you on here, you know, being on the air 14 years, I've watched so many of you, I mean, some of you have been here 14 years with me. Some of you have no longer than 14 years in, in the writing community. Uh, you know, and to see how we grow and change over the years as writers, you know, as we learn, as we stretch. You know, so push yourself. Push yourself to become the most unique you you can actually be. Gosh, I sound all guru tonight. Okay, so anyway, pick apart a prompt. <laughs> Not meant to turn into a poem. Just think of all the things that this could become. So write the prompt at the top of the page and start a list of all the different thoughts or ideas or directions you could take this prompt. So instead of writing a poem, how many different types of poems could you write about it? How many things could this be a metaphor for? or a portrait of or the voice of you know the universe you know how many different things could this symbolize write all those down so instead of writing a poem write all those ideas down of all the things that that could grow into and become the side effect of this one is you will find something and there's something that's going to click as you're doing this and you're going to be off and running with a poem and if you're not that's fine you know, your your task is just to play with the idea. You know, make it become like those long, weird clown balloons you can twist and manipulate into all different kinds of strange and surprising animals. Turn it and reshape it and figure out all the different things it could be. So, your pick apart a prompt for the week is write this down on the page one lost shoe on the road. One lost shoe on the road. You know, we've all we've all seen that driving down the road. And there in the middle of of Highway 99 is one weird shoe. It's like how in the world did someone lose one shoe fifty-six miles from nowhere out in the middle of the day? Why is there one shoe? I think it's because people stick their foot out the car and the wind catches it and it flies off or a semi chops it off. Oh, that's so why did I go there? Oh, it was dark. Okay, let's scratch that part. We'll edit that out later. <laughs> so, yeah, the scenario, the, no, the pick-a-part prompt that I want you to work on this week is one lost shoe on the road. Write that at the top of the page and write down all the different directions you could take it, all the different things it could become. All right, now, your regular prompts. Now that I've told you this entire time not to write a poem, now you get to write poems are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. And with that said, they can be a prompt. The prompt can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in the poem or just a general concept of a poem. But it has to grow into a poem. There's three of them. So write one through three on your paper. The first one is, number one, broken windows. Broken windows in the roar of the storm. In the roar of the storm. Number three, where is my song? Where is my song? So that's your three prompts for the week. One, broken windows. Two, in the roar of the storm. And three, where is my song? Let those grow into poems. You get extra kudos points if you use them all three in one poem. <laughs> all right. Lastly, with all that said, we are doing your That's My Line Borrowed Poetry prompt. Now, somebody came on last week and read a poem, and something kind of stuck out for me, and I wrote it down on paper. And then I go through all the things that I write down on the paper and figure out which one I'm going to pick for the, for the following week's prompt. So this is a poem that someone read last week, and I stole a line out of their poem, and that is your prompt for this week. So as you're reading tonight, you can be sitting there wondering, hmm, I wonder if she's going to use mine.
0: <laughs>
2: Why did I make that funny voice? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. All right. So the borrowed poetry prompt this week comes from a poem read last week by Glenn Steele. And the line is, watching monarchs fly. My line borrowed poetry prompt. From Glenn Steele, Watching Monarchs Fly. There you go. That's all for this week. And remember, play with your ideas. Make them, you know, play with your words. Have fun with your tasks and ideas and thoughts, and they will in turn have fun with you. All right. We are done with that. Next. (laughs) Next. Next, we are going to play an audio track. Now this one is kind of different and you guys who have been listening for a while will understand why this is different. But we've kind of talked about this the last couple of weeks and so I was just checking to make sure in my thing a little bit about people um, collaborating with each other, inspiring each other, you know, things that You know, you don't know who's listening to you tonight or who's going to hear this a year from now in the archives or how it's going to touch them or how they're going to be inspired by it or how it could even change their life, right? You know, and we were talking about some of the poems being put into songs and things like that. And so my very dearest, dearest John Caves called in or called in last week and we were talking about that. And I told him for my birthday present, my birthday is next Monday, I think. I quit having birthdays. I'm not having them anymore. But I told him I wanted for my birthday, I wanted him to take something that I had written and turn it into a song. Had no clue it would happen so fast or it would be so awesome. And he sent me this email and he said, you know, something about, you know, I changed some stuff and, and you know, I didn't and. and you know check with you and it's like I don't care what you do with it. I told him I don't care I don't care what you do with it because I can't tell him what he sees in something just like you know when you read something when you share something you can't tell what how everyone's going to interpret it and some of us get all you know bent out of shape because they didn't get my poem. well they did get it they get what they they got what they they needed to hear out of it what touched them you know and and that's Actually, a, an amazing talent to have to be able to write in a way that can be interpreted differently to whoever's listening, to whoever hears it. So anyway, I told him pick out anything that he wanted out of my notes and stuff, and I get this email, and it has the song that he wrote. And so normally I start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you guys, and I'm going to do that today, but I'm going to read the poem that he picked i'm going to read you the poem that he chose and then i'm going for the audio track i'm going to play you the song he wrote giving free create given free creative license to change the words mix them up do whatever he wanted to do with them to make it work into a song and his interpretation of that song and i listened to it and i just cried you guys would have to know what john means to me first to understand that but you know it just, it, it, I was, I just sat there in tears. It was, it's the most amazing gift, cool thing ever. And I just wanted to let him know that I really appreciate that from him. I mean, I've known him since I was a little kid. He was my big sister's boyfriend. And he had this long red curly hair and barefoot and white bell bottoms. And, you know, the summer breeze and the leaves all dancing, you know, to, as he breath. I knew that the leaves were just dancing. To his breaths, he was inhaling and exhaling. He was just creating that magic in the world. I was just so starry-eyed over him, right? None of this snot-nosed little kid running around behind him just going, oh, John. You know, so I've known him a long time and he's somebody very special in my life. So to have him do this just is incredible. But I wanted to share it with you because I, I think it's really neat. And I think it really shows what you can do if you, you know, open yourself up. Don't You know, I could have told him, no, I want to see what you're doing with my words. I don't want to, but no, what fun is that? Just play, play with it. Make it become what you need it to become. Let it evolve and become part of both of us and all that. So, you know, because some people are so touchy about someone messing with their stuff. But I say this because we live in an artistic community. There's a lot of people that you know out there. You know, what if you gave someone you knew was a photographer or an artist or a painter and gave them one of your poems and said, Let's do a clap on this. Paint. Paint this poem. Take a photograph of this poem. You know, John writes music. He's a songwriter. You know, take these words and make a song. Play. Play with your words. So this is the this is the poem that he chose. I'm going to read it to you so you can hear the poem version first, and then hear what he changed because it's really interesting and really cool. So this, the one that he chose is a poem called Displaced, and this was published in the Goldman Review. Always, if you have something published, remember, they always have to be mentioned. It's part of your contract when they publish you. So this, this poem is called Displaced, and I wrote this right after the title. I wrote my journal entry inspired, where, where this was, you know, the whole emotion of, of where this, was, this poem was conceived. And I thought it was really kind of important to include that in there. But this, so I'm just going to start, okay, right, and you, and you, but understand the quote comes first. Displaced. My toes sink in and sweet grass makes room. A prairie flower can be plucked from this place but her roots cannot from the red soil. She will always be here, her scent lingering and longing, calling like whispers, running wild over endless yellow on warm prairie winds. Always, she will return to the place where she blooms. And that was from my journal, written in Cheyenne, Wyoming, July 17, 1993. The prairie, so far away, Closing eyes, I am there still. Warm wind makes love. Thunderheads roll the horizon like ghost dust, remembering buffalo. Summer washes sky barely blue, more bleached than bones. Wading deep, sweet grass waves tickle legs. White poppies intoxicate bumblebees, large as pony beads, wings drumming hard. I was born already buried in this place. Womb of thought brings rebirth, delivers me to red-soil earth, lingering palpable, a heartbeat heard even now, veins running wildness. I feel it inside, the Mustang pounding in my chest. So that's why it's important to write journals. Because I was reading through an old journal, and I found that that, exp- that that little section, that that paragraph that I had written, and it inspired this poem because I miss being there so badly. I mean, there's there's an actual physical, tangible ache I feel when I think about place in the world. All right, so that was the poem that John chose, and I am going to play you the track now. This is what he did, this is how his take, what he, what he found inside the poem, and this is what he created, and I am in love with it. Thank you, John, so much. Hi,
1: Nyla. Oh. I took a couple of liberties with your poem, but, you know, that's what songwriters do. For the prairie is so far away Closing my eyes, I am there today The warm wind makes love to my skin Thunderheads roll on the horizon Like ghost dust remembering the bison Summer washes a sky that's barely blue Well, it's more breached than bones I'm wading deep Sweet grass waves tickle my feet White poppies intoxicate There are bumblebees Large as my pony's gait Wings drumming hard as I was born Already buried in this my home A womb of thought Rebirth to this soil of this earth, lingering, palpable, a heartbeat heard, It's melody is calling me back somehow, I am found there still, wildness in my veins, I feel it inside like an old Mustang, inside my chest, hoofbeats are still Prairie is so far away, closing my eyes, I am there today, warm wind makes love to my skin. I hope you
3: like it. It's all yours.
2: I love it, John. I can't even tell you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. All right, you guys go out there and collaborate with each other, inspire each other. Don't be afraid to ask somebody. You know, somebody could be sitting there just looking for something new and creative to do. Chat in your social circle. There's a lot of people looking for stuff to do right now. All right, now time to get to our callers. Oh, by the way, if you want to, if you have an audio track and you'd like to mail it in to me, you can do that by mailing it to the word does in this in the email title, the Speakeasy Cafe, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio file, mp3, something like that in the subject line for me, and I can get uploaded to the show's library and play it for the world. All right. Now, if you guys are on hold, this is what you can expect. First of all, the number, if you would like to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's real important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Can do looking at the phone lines. You can read two poems. And don't make them super long, but you can read two poems tonight. If the lines get too busy and that changes and we need to switch it up to one, I'll let you know at that time, if that happens on your call, I am so sorry. Uh, but right now, we're good at doing two. So have two ready to read. If you want to read two, let me know if you just read one. That's fine. When you're done reading, make sure you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and, you know, get to know you and your work better. You, that, that whole creative circle I was talking about, people who inspire each other, who can feed each other that inspiration. These social circles, especially for creative people, these social circles what we make for ourselves are vital. They're like a lifeblood. It's a place where we can actually tap into and get fed things that we cannot get anywhere else in the world. Because I'll tell you what, if I ask one of my sons if they want to read one of my poems, they'll go running. One time I was practicing a poem. I had it on a, burned it to a CD because that was an easy way for me to memorize something, play it over and over and over again, and I'll speak along to it. It's like learning a song, songs stick in your head. So if you hear it out loud and you speak along to it, it helps. And for me, it helps me memorize them. So a tip there. Um, one time that my son got in the car and there was an erotic one <laughs> I was working on, and he was just horrified. You know, if I ever end up on Oprah, you know, or Dr. Phil, it's going to be because of that. Be because of that moment, <laughs> or maybe a couple others, but may, maybe that one. Uh, so yeah. I'm not even gonna go anywhere on with that because that's gonna lead me right into my next part. Anyway, make sure that you give out your URL. <laughs> next, please remember that I forgot where I was gonna go with that. We're just kind of snowballing and kinda of, gonna to try to cover that up real quick so you guys don't even know I messed up, slumped up there. Um remember that our rating is a mature rating. So you are bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of adult porn poems, hardcore erotica, that type of thing. Tab A and a slot B no bumping body parts other than that you are good to go I want to give the first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup Area code 731 is our first caller as I said followed by 540 and seven or excuse me <laughs> 540 and then 419 I do want to let area code 503 know that they are not in the lineup so if you want to come on tonight please press one if you're here just listening appreciate it love you dearly glad you're here and um you could change your mind at any time go ahead and press one and i'll put you in the lineup so i can bring you on the air with that said i think i've covered everything let's go ahead and grab our first caller which comes from area code 731 731 you're on the air
4: Now, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How are you this evening, (laughs) ma'am?
2: I am wonderful, Michael. How are you?
4: I'm great. Can you hear me okay?
2: I can hear you perfectly, yes.
4: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, since you said we could do two forms tonight, I'll just do one of Christine Wickman and then I'll riff it so that'll count as two right there. They're both kind of short. Then of course I ramble a little bit too I sent you the link On your Facebook messenger If you want to go to her Post where she Did the original post Of her poem Lotus Moon Do you see that?
2: I do see that I am on the page I'm quick, I'm on it
4: Alright Well I'll tell you what I'm going to read her poem And then while I go dig up by my reply It's down in the comments by the way and talk about what she wrote, and then we'll get to the other part. So first, let's go with Christine Wickman, uh, one of my very close friends from out in California. She's a school teacher out there, by the way. The title of this is "Lotus Moon," cerulean skies and ruby sun, drawing back as day is done. Night comes in on painted strokes, emphasizing starry notes. A blossom fell, very soon, the slow debut of lotus moon. Queen of night with diamond maids, cloak sweeping as twilight fades. Blush fairy branch blows across like a dance. Spring scent escapes the bloom, delighting all beneath the moon in peace.
2: <laughs> Very midsummer night dreamish. I can actually picture that being narrated by Puck. I just I thought that was awesome. And I really love the words. I mean I can see that the um easy points were you guys have points. Moon. Yeah. So you know you have things that they have to include and in, and you should use the words um trillian and ruby and i just i mean to take those and run like she did was just i don't know well you know how i feel about stuff like this like this, right, for me this is very shakespearean i can see exactly. it actually drawn out into a you know like like what if she was to do a short if she could find little actor kids and actually film this as she read it you know, and have a video played out. That would be an amazing thing for her to do. That's my that's my bonus or my my assignment for her for the year is to create a video to her reading this poem. Okay.
4: Great. We well, have yeah, the Shakespearean time. She would fit right in there. She could time travel with the best of. Well, I'm going to show you how well she can time travel. You ready? Mhm. My riff to this is called Century. Of censored celluloid, Curiel sonnet for Christine. One hundred years ago today, Jacksonville filmed a local play. Music score set to silent scale, subtitles served to tell the tale. Precision perfect, without fault, on its way to a Cuban vault. Sadly, Hollywood would prevail, subtitles serve to tell the tale. Off the coast of Miami lost, worth far more than initial costs. Her Lotus Moon in full regale. Subtitles serve to tell the tale. One hundred years ago today, subtitles serve to tell the tale. Now in the spring of nineteen twenty, silent movies were the rage. Hollywood, California was the epicenter for full-length features, but one and two reelers were being produced in other parts of the United States. One of these cities was Jacksonville, Florida. On a Saturday afternoon at the Palace Theater, a young troupe put on a live performance of a play turned screenplay called Lotus Moon, which was adapted from a poem written by a grade school teacher in California by the name of Christine Wickman. Critics declared the locally manufactured sets and stage props were second to none in quality and presentation. A stagehand even brought in day old flowers from a florist. Unfortunately, this film was one of dozens that were stolen and sent to Miami, then on to Cuba. Rumor has several of these lost films from the silent era again located in a vault and now await distribution on the black market. While hope remains, there's no physical evidence, not a single still frame photo. See, see, Nala, they did do the play 100 years ago.
2: That is so awesome. See, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that you wrote that, and so for you to read that, And the first thing I think of is turning it into a video, you know, having kids play it out to act it out. That is a pretty strong message to her about the power of what she has written for it both to have taken both of us. Neither one of us knew we were going to have this conversation. Did we? No, we aren't, we aren't not paid by a sponsor. Are we? No. So, you know, out of the blue for me to give my, initial reaction first and then to hear yours. That's just, I mean, I think that that's pretty awesome and, and right on perfectly on. And I love what you wrote, what you wrote about it, you know, them finding it and that, you know, it was a really cool way of telling her what you thought about her writing. And, you know, forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth because I would never want to do that. But in talking about it being lost and now found and this amazing Incredible treasure from the past, and how you know just the quality of it and the the whole importance of it, you know the whole world anticipation of this thing being found just' cool. saying that it's like like the fact that it's already a classic, it's already something that you know it it's it's important a hundred years from now and it's not even a hundred years from now yet. you understand what I'm saying, right.
5: Uh-huh. To me it tells
2: me what you feel what 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 you felt about her writing, how you feel about her writing and that piece. There you go. And that is that, that is that in a thousand years people are still gonna be in awe of it. Right?
4: Absolutely.
2: Woohoo. I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh absolutely perfect hon. Beautiful.
3: Thank
4: you.
2: Thank you, Callie. Guess what? What? I'm done I'll tell everyone how to find you then my dear Nah, I tell you how to find Christine, Christine.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm a ghost I'm <laughs> a ghost um, good lord how do I find her hold on a
3: second I'm okay. clicking
4: now, here we go there's a dot in there you can find her at www.facebook.com slash Christine Wigman. that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot W-I-C-H-M-A-N. She does a blog of Philia every week, and a great percentage of them are poetry. She's really fun to read.
2: That is awesome. Thank you for sharing her tonight and for sharing your part to it. I always love it when you do those riffs. Fun. Okay, you know what time it is now? I do. It's time for me to
4: step aside and make room for the real poet. So I have a great evening. Bye.
2: Goodbye, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye. Absolutely love that piece to be read. All right. Callers. Our next caller. Let me do this. There we go. comes from area code 540. 540, you are on the air.
6: Hey, it's Phil Church down in Virginia.
2: Hello, my little wood booger.
6: Yeah, <laughs> howdy, how are you?
2: Doing absolutely wonderful. How are you doing, sweetheart?
6: I'm, you know, fine as frogs fur. <laughs> <laughs>
2: frogs were They're a little
6: better than Terry Midland, so, you know, I'm doing all right.
2: I am so glad to hear that.
6: Oh. It's like summertime down here today was, you know, In the 70s Some beautiful sunshine
2: But I want snow
6: By my poetry tonight Then I uh, uh, I'm going to do two poems Because they kind of go together And I, I'm pretty sure One of these I did a long time ago on the show. I'm, but I'm not hundred percent sure but uh, you know, I like all kinds of stuff and you and me have similar likes and hobbies and all. One of the things I always like to do is stargazing and I'm sort of a little bit of an amateur astronomer. So uh these uh living down here in the mountains and all, so uh growing up down here in the mountains, uh These two poems are going to kind of go together. And um, the first one's called Ridge Runners. By night I watch the stars run across mountain ridges, east to west. I know that each one's akin to the sun, traveling until daybreak brings a rest. Upon this, my world, those worlds viewed, I consider the whole, struck dumb with wonder, As the ecliptic reveals constellations cued, thoughts of self-importance are rendered asunder. I think of those worlds, cut off from my experience, imagining who or what therein may abide. My mind reels as my earthbound self searches the sense. The notion becomes beyond me, I must confide. In poem... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I loved yeah, it I so. You might you might not like this one Nyla, <laughs> silly man
0: ah, Well you,
6: This one will get you because if you're wanting Snow and all, this is called Moonless Mountain Night and this is Where I kind of go a little more into detail About uh, My favorite constellations And uh, This would actually be a good little Tutorial if you were ever teaching Somebody some constellations Uh in the northern hemisphere anyway during wintertime, but it's called Boomless Mountain Night. The quiet cold of a mountain winter's night. Stars brilliant, untouched by the moon's light. Orion hunts by treading on mountain slopes. Just behind him, the dog star, Sirius, mopes. They travel the ecliptic to west from east in a nightly parade that's never ceased. Turn around from Orion, and you'll see there the gleaming of seven sisters and the bear. And from that big dipper to journey near or far, its outmost corner points to the north star. The softening darkness of the blanketing night sprinkled with celestial glinting, glistening bright, calling to a place possessed deeply within where the essence of ourselves might begin When gazing into the infinite, the Lord to trust, for it causes the mindfulness we are but dust. When considering the stars, taken all in all, it is realized that our life truly is small. Remember, every note's needed to complete the song, and just as the stars have their place, we too are ordained to belong in poem.
2: That was incredible. That's maybe one of my one of top ten favorite things I think that I've heard you read.
3: Oh, thank you. And
2: serious, that's my favorite star. So the fact that you had that in there just is like super, super cool points. Once again, you know adds to the fact that you are my secret soulmate person. <laughs>
6: I figured you'd like that. I I, I kind of figured you, you're probably a bit of a backyard astronomer too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's, uh, and the uh, the seven sisters, you know, that's uh, the Pleiades, and uh, which I got I got Cherokee blood in me, and you know, the Cherokees uh, they kind of think that the Pleiades is uh, kind of where everybody came from. Where where life you know originated. I think the Hopi might even have a similar belief. But uh, so I got all those in there. You know the Orion and Sirius uh, and the Pleiades and the Big Dipper and the North Star. I just I love all that stuff.
2: The way that they used to compass and navigate um, when they would travel, and that would be they would have stones and the stones would be each a different stone and they knew which stone it stood for. So as the sun started to set, they would place the stone on the ground right where the sun set. Then when the uh, evening star came out, they would mark that one with a stone, line it up perfectly on the horizon. And then when the dog star was out, they would line that up. So they would line all these stones up with stars that gave them their their position, so they knew if they wanted to go west in the morning, that's how they found to navigate which direction which direction they went. If that oh, makes yeah. sense. So it's really cool. It's a really weird, cool thing, and I've been trying to do that because I go out in the wilderness a lot on my fossil digs, and so I I do I've got stones that I try to do that with make my bearing compass with with the stones yeah, by the that's stars. About it.
6: I, 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 I used to do a lot of camping and of course with my health the way it is now and I I can't do any of that anymore but boy I miss it. I used to love going out and packing back a couple of miles into the national forest and of course down here, you know, we got the whipple wheels and the street towels and all that going on and I used to love it, loved it to loved it to death but and I you know, I was lucky. I was very, very lucky to to have had a uh, plenty of decades a, a youth you know, filled with that sort of thing So yeah, uh, many good memories A lot of good stuff to write poetry from As a matter of fact <laughs> So, But I'm going to get on off of here And uh, give someone else a chance at it And y'all can find me on Facebook At Phil Church Send me a friend request The more the better And if you're interested in some of the stuff that I write You can look me up on Amazon Philip K. E. N. T. Kent Church And I got some poetry books and some books about uh, spooky mountain history and things like that. With that, I want to get off here. And hopefully, I'll be talking to you next week.
2: <laughs> thank you, Philip. Appreciate it so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight.
6: All right. Thank you.
2: <laughs> bye bye. Bye.
3: All
2: right. Our next caller I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have 419. Two one nine and eight three two. Let's go ahead and bring four one nine on. Are you with me?
0: Yes, Agent Four One Nine, signing
2: off for duty. <laughs> Welcome, Agent Four One Nine. Red Team, go. Hello. No, I'm Red Team. It's Blue it. Team, go. <laughs> I'm Red Team. That's what. That's why all of all of our missions always get fucked up. <laughs> I don't even
0: know what team I'm
2: on. I'm Red Team. Red Team, go. Red Team, go. That's I'm on right. the winning okay. team. Yeah,
0: that's it. Team. I'll take, the one to win. I'll take the one that wins. <laughs> My husband was Italian, and he he laughed because he said that uh, you know they always switch sides. Whoever won, that's who they were fighting for.
2: <laughs> that's you know that they at ad- they're fence walkers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I said he could say it because that's what he was. So I don't I don't have an opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> Such um, a cute eagle. Are we still able to do
2: two? Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay. Okay. The first one is called Alcoholism. And I think it's more of a prose, but I'll read it. Um, Alcoholism, a sad, lonely, black, dark, all-consuming disease that eats away from the inside out. A world that is void and empty of little human emotion. A world that hurts others affected by it. Alcoholism, a slow, painful death, ruins relationships and takes away so much. A desperate attempt to try and deal with life by drinking a away. Pains and hurts to be drowned out yet never seem to go away. They are there prevalent with each passing day. Alcoholism is a bitch to sit and watch and have no control. To be a witness to the physical ramifications but cannot do a damn thing about it. Cuts, stabs, and rips out one's heart as the one affected turns bitter to the years of subjection. Alcoholism leaves me praying for the diseased, to have hope that they may fight the internal battle that they wage every night, to long for sobriety. Truth is, alcohol consumption starts as a choice, a decision that is no longer made as it takes over the entirety of daily life, turns one short and into an asshole, becomes routine. Alcoholism takes over, giving into it every day because the fight is less worth it, because it doesn't make sense to quit for oneself or even for the loved ones and family, which are all affected as innocent bystanders, truly doesn't make anyone responsible for their own actions, as one can simply blame it on the drink. Alcoholism gives way to so much. Severing relationships that should should have lasted forever. Takes away from one's personality, making them into a monster. Vile and short and constantly wanting to fight, engaging in a never-ending war. There are no winners and the battle hardly ever gets won. Alcoholism. A sight to behold asking the question why. Is it worth it and all these people hurting? Yes, it is a choice until one allows it to consume every aspect of their lives. The final decline, the failing health, eventually dementia and the pure alcohol- assholism that is created from the disease is unfathomable. Alcoholism began as fun times, and then the fun stops. A couple drinks with friends, and then eventually one cannot consume enough or quit because at some point one's choice to drink turned from making that initial choice to no other option but to drink like a fish with that hatch constantly open, like the loose lips that operate over time, always opening for more alcoholism the sad truth of reality is that the alcohol the alcoholic deep down inside has a pure heart of gold failing to see the goodness in themselves as they piss years away with the insurmountable drinks light seldom shines in the hearts as darkness has taken over everything they reside in a place so lonely and dark and fail to let the goodness of light befall upon them it has extinguished the world in which they dwell becomes smaller and smaller and smaller yet they continue to drink up until their demise alcoholism I pray for the drenched souls, for absolution and for a resolution to find the path of light and for their reckoning to finally come. It does exist. Vanquish the darkened veil adorned for so long and leave it in the shadows where it belongs. I pray for truth as one who lives with this disease is in denial and failing miserably to not only live to their potential, but to see it in themselves to do so. And peace.
2: You know I think that there's a deeper thing to that poem than i mean it, it's very passionate and very unforgivingness in it there's a pain in it there's an anger in its writing that is very palpable you know so even more than writing about what it is, I think that it tells a story about it was to do or what it does to the people who Live around it.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that I think that 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 underlying the the venomous way that it was written, but so matter of factly, you know, it's 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 a shadow. I mean, it, it's you don't do it directly. You don't talk about it that way in the poem. Mm-hmm but it's such such a dark shadow, such a palpable shadow behind what you've written that as you're reading it, it makes you understand that, you know, yes, this is what alcoholism is, but listen to her. That's what it does. Mm. There, I think that's the way I needed to explain it. I'm done now.
0: Uh I think I finally (laughs) got there. (laughs) I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's from the perspective of someone looking in. Yeah, or, or having with an it effect, having it affect their lives as well. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With more than three people, or <laughs> watching it with more than three people. So, which brings me to my other one. If I still have time to read one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. This is a, an effect kind of. This is a bystander effect of the person, one of the persons of on that one. And this one is entitled "Please Know. It says, "Emotional vortex constantly spins." Mind spiraling, heartbreaking, it has been this whole time. Transferred pain, reliving the past yet again. I don't know if I have it in me to sit and watch you die. To have to say goodbye to my dear old friend. Every day I watch you slip further and further away. I can see you are in pain. I wish and will it all away. I do take notice of the little things that are on such a bigger scale. I love you with all my heart, my good-hearted angelic friend who lost his wings a very long time ago. I have tried to make you fly, to give you something you can do to spend your time. I provide for you and I care for you the best way I know how, but no one prepares for what is next. Even if you know there is no perfect preparation plan, I try to not think about it. I try to put it all aside, but in flash as it comes back to me, hauntingly familiar, experienced, unwanted territory. I have been here before. The road leads one way with no way out and then the forced, unwelcome goodbyes, all the years of denial, and finding a glimpse of happiness to find out it is short-lived. I have enjoyed the ride with you, my friend. I most certainly did. The music and the memories, eternal flame in my heart lit. I will always care and love you as a real, true friend. Thank you for helping me to find myself again. But to have to say goodbye, I just cannot win, because I cannot stand the thought of you never to be seen again. I love you, and life will eventually take its toll. I love you, I loved you, and I always will. Please find it in your heart to know. In peace.
2: Again, very emotional peace. Thank you. You are very welcome, Agent 419. <laughs> All right, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you, hen.
0: Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have my own post um, page that I post on my poems. If you're interested in reading any more of my poetry, um, it's called Poetical Intrigue, um, not political. I always emphasize that because I don't know if I'm pronouncing it through the airways. <laughs> po- poetical Intrigue. Um, my name's Shelley Gambino, and uh, you can feel free to shoot me a message too um, and say say hi or drop a line. I'd love to hear everybody's or anybody's responses. So that's how you'll find me.
2: Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week.
0: Yeah, I plan on being here same time, same station, unless something comes up.
2: Awesome. All right, Shelley. Thank you so much, sweetheart.
0: and you have a good one, and have a good night, and enjoy the rest of your show, dear.
2: Thank you. Bye, bye, sweetheart. Thank you.
0: Goodbye.
2: Bye, bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code. No, oh, wrong. I mean, I muted the wrong one. Area code 219. 219, you're on the air.
8: And hey, now this is Brother O called me, hey. Chicago, and Ann. How you doing? How you
2: I'm doing, doing awesome, Brother O. How are you doing, sweetheart?
8: I'm doing good.
2: What do you have for us tonight, my dear?
8: Uh, this poem is called Adjusting to the New Normal Way of Life.
7: Hey, you did your
8: homework. Right. (laughs) The coronavirus pandemic has significantly altered life in America as we knew it over two months ago. It led to a nationwide shutdown in the American economy. Over 35 million Americans have laid off and ended up unemployed over the last eight weeks. Close to 80,000 Americans and counting have lost their lives to COVID-19, and nearly one, nearly two million people have tested positive for coronavirus in this country. Going out to shopping malls and department stores, going out to barber shops and hair salons, going out to bars, nightclubs, and casinos, going out to cafes and restaurants, going out to the beach. The park going out to sporting events, concerts, amusement parks, festivals, parades, and birthday parties, and going out to movies, movie theaters, and even at church are now a matter of life and death. As a result, they have shut down operations or recently reopened, with reduced capacity and strict social distancing guidelines in place. My dear brothers and sisters, I haven't been the church and over two months. I haven't been out to any poetry session events in two months. I haven't got my hair cut since my 45th birthday. I haven't gone out on dates in two months, nor have I been able to keep a female company for that same amount of time. While I completely shut down my recreation activities and I'm certainly just to this new normal way of life. Recently, I resumed doing essential travel. i running errands and going on doctor's visit having routine tests done by the end of this month I'll be able to shop for groceries since I already have am able to buy a personalized and pick up my med medicines. I'll feel more comfortable going out to buy clothes and resume some recreation activities either late June or July. My new Normal way of life will involve me wearing masks and gloves and polish every time I go out, carrying either my alcohol spray or disinfecting wipes, washing my hands at least 15 to 20 times a day, putting my shoes on a bad porch and wiping them out thoroughly when I come from outside, practicing the social distancing guidelines religiously. I have a down where a gear shaft in my car, and my temperature set when I go to the hospital or doctor's offices, avoiding gatherings of more than 100 people, avoiding people trying to stay close to me, greeting brothers and sisters with fist bumps or elbow bumps, greeting sisters, kissing them unless it's my girlfriend. How is are appropriate, though. Going to drive-thrus and order fast food raise curse eye pickles. Maybe have my groceries and medicine delivered, wearing gloves when it's changing cash and coins, and switching to debit cards. My dear brothers and sisters, let me hit you with this harsh social reality. There's no normal way of life will be in effect until so there are more tests available, effective treatments, and a vaccine eventually will become available. This virus is still nothing to play with. It should be taken very seriously. Don't come crying and complaining because life as you know it will be on hold for a while. It's not worth you risking your life because you wanted to congregate around your family and friends when the weather gets warmer. Expect to have virtual proms, graduations, weddings, and funerals. Expect to watch your favorite sports sports teams and no fans in attendance. Expect to have gatherings of a hundred or fewer people. Expect to see table markings on the floor at your favorite places to shop emphasizing the new social distancing guidelines. Expect to see fewer people out of the restaurants, bars, clubs, and the casinos. Expect to see chairs of your choice to be set six feet apart, us and you six feet apart. Expect to see limits on visits in hospitals and nursing homes. Expect to see festivals, family reunions, fairs, parades, block parties, and concerts in cancel castle postponed this summer. It's said you required to wear a mask in public, it's said to experience a 20% unemployment rate here in America, and it's said to see shortages in hand sanitizer, gloves, disinfecting, wise cleaning supplies, and meat for several more months, brothers and sisters. Now, welcome to the new normal way of life in America. and poem. New normal way of life.
2: Fantastic piece, sweetheart. You know that this just—it's amazing how this thing is affecting everybody and and their degrees of compliance or non-compliance with it. And you know, just, you know, you talked about it in that piece—all the different things that people are doing, all the things that we're being told to do. You know, just awesome. Thank you. No, you
8: are not. I appreciate it.
2: Very cool. All right, sweetie, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you.
8: So, look, those of you who want to know more about me and my poetry, you can find me on Facebook on My Brother Gather. And as usual, I thank you for your support. Every week on Speakeasy Cafe.
2: Well, we thank you for being a part of our family and appreciate you very much. And you have a really fantastic Yes, I'll be back. All right, Brother O, thank you, sweetheart. Great job.
8: Okay, take care. Bye bye.
2: You are. Oh, there we go. So you are so welcome for calling in, Brother O. I'm just having problems muting him. So uh, there we go. All right, having some issues here. I'm I'm dealing with it. Next caller, 832. 832,
9: you're on the air. No, Where better I want to be?
2: But you got to be. Uh, blue, I'm so blue without you, <laughs> without a poet of uh, my own, without Soldier <laughs> Blue on the <that> phone. <laughs> yeah,
10: well, there you go. And drawn, and now and you drawn, know I have a
2: singer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Soldier Blue.
9: Hey. What's up, girl? Hmm,
2: just having a
9: crazy weird week. I'm glad oh, okay. that you're here
2: and are part of it now.
9: Yeah. Hey. Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's been one of those things where, you know, for you know, at least for, for uh, my folks, we have to look through uh, about three different levels of garbage as to what is actually going on. And what they're what they're saying is going on. And uh, I, uh, before going any further, because I, I know it, it, it's just, you know it's just one of those things that bugs the crap out of me when I do it and, and I don't get it right the first time. Um, last time I was on, I know I was talking about the Mashpee uh, people, and I think I said Mashpee Nantucket when it's actually the Mashpee Wampanoag people. And I know that they have had their clashes, you know, just recently, with the Department of the Interior in terms of them uh, being extinguished in terms of their uh, um, you know, rec- federal recognition uh, from the executive level of nonsense. And there's um, not enough of you and, left
2: for us to recognize you as a single entity. We're just going to
9: mash you up yeah, these people. Yeah, well. Over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. I got I got a little I got a little middle I got a little middle finger symbol for that. So
2: <laughs> That's like saying you're Scottish, you're Irish, let's just lump you into one big, you know. No, you yeah. can't do that.
9: Well, it, a they, people they, is, they, a people is a people is a people. Exactly. And and my thing is, is I've been looking at this, and I've been looking at some of the things that have been going on more recently, and it seems to me like they're trying to take Native people, uh, in terms of you know sovereignty and First Nations, back to the era of late fifties, which was, it was when they tried to, the the, the in, in the more quote unquote modern day, to uh, uh, terminate. Uh, the you know the reservations and recognition thereof and so forth and so on and so um, the um, the latest in that is with the Cheyenne River, Lakota and the Oglala uh, who have uh, at this point uh, maintained and be- and are still steadfast. In their use of and maintaining their checkpoints on the boundaries of their lands, and uh, in the in this piece that I'm fixing to read, um, there's the, the word gnome, and it's not referring to the little gnome as in the garden gnome that you see out in people's yards. This is the ding-a-ling douche who thinks she's governor for South Dakota. <laughs> and she is. You know, you really should like playing. that. You shouldn't hold back. I'm it's
2: not. Helpful. I'm not
9: playing. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not playing with this garbage because you know she's a moron, and she wants. You know, she sits there. She's. She. You know, she's talking about. Well, you can't keep your your uh, your checkpoints up uh, because it's on you know public road. Well, the, the fact of the matter is that the public roads that that are being under discussion go right through the reservation uh, lands. One Exactly Number two Exactly Thank
2: you They
9: have They have no Jurisdiction over the lands Of the native people And it doesn't matter If it's a public road or not Third They are very concerned Meaning the Cheyenne River folk And the Oglala About you know The the situation with the With you know the, The you know The current pandemic Of everything going on And they have no way Of being able to handle Any kind of outbreak so they are they are you know they they are in the main and at and on a very basic level this is survival you know mm-hmm. this, this is not about oh well we're, we're going to open up a economy. Fuck economy okay fuck that bullshit okay these people are trying to make sure that they stay alive okay that's what the bottom line is here with this and and, and that little bitch who thinks she's in charge of the of the of that state can go fuck herself in the ass. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it goes, man. I'm I'm tired of this bullshit where they they try to put their little crap on our people, and our people are trying to just make it through another day. Um, this this, this work is called the uh, Thunder Fever. I'm going to get off of that because if I if I don't, if I'm I'm just going to be cussing all night long.
2: You know, it's, it kind of it, gives it's, it's, people cult. an idea of the passion from where you write. You know, was that fevered? Yes. But was it, I mean, it, it gives it, it's. You know, it really tells us what's behind your writing when we listen to you. So don't apologize.
9: Well, I I mean, I I don't want to, you know, I mean, I try to put it out there so that people can hear it and then they can make their own decisions on what they hear. But at the same time, you know, like I said, this, this is the bottom line of survival for these folks. And I, and I do not apologize on that level. And, and 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 if I was out there, I'd be standing right next to him. You better, you I damn well better believe that.
2: Yeah, I do.
9: And, and, and this is, like I say, this piece is, is called Thunder Fever. So I need thunder movement, the rust of blood in a stained wall and a repetition before the pretense of fearful violence, vigilance, destruction, nithi annihilation speak in a clear voice i will not participate in anything that i know to be a lie droning fire dreams metallic dust bones uncovered man you made fever so begins the corrosive flesh of days the draw of darkness shabby who deigns to accept the legacy of the stars Migake. Burst scattered as if the dust of jewels among the rubble of gods, deities misremembered, morph, strangers, faces, alien countenance, stark upon the stucco walls, the indifference of passers by. To the temples of old, as old as the olds and promises made before their altars. Altar de sacrificios. Oh, yes. Once the gods were many. Shade trees felled for want of wiring. The made modern practices of cross-hatched plastic. Sheathed electricity burnished forming. Reds, dark crimson. The blade pane of manumade fever. jude Judagazi, small hours magnified fears, redder of hot spots. Happy COVID, segundo bayo In the same breath as castanets, some of our native medical professionals, with diplomas and all, remember sending urgent message messages using cyber wiring and proper protocol at the beginning of this pandemic begging for needed PPE personal protective equipment as well as testing equipment and the dirge emergence results requests to quell the current viral use of force for subjugation germ warfare begun in earnest again round four Oh, shipment received, oh, yes, we got its message. The intent behind accidental explanations not forthcoming. Mistakes, plenary occidental isms, oh, yes, the shipment received. Toe tags and body bags, fast, friendly, genocidal accorded techniques preferred to, unto us as gifts. The most common retreat for us Red Earth Oh Us And so Of a sudden Money is promised money's released The Diné Tribal chairman quotes his heartache After immune systems have failed Too little too late People have fallen as death tolls Rapid rise in Indian country As falling from the mouth of a non-native mayoral exemplar comes a tweet. A certain council chairman should fight alcoholism as hard as they fight the corrosive man-you-made COVID. Yeah, just ask the chairman of the Diné. You who lack all honor would say Navajo. Oh, Diné. Just ask the chairman of the Diné. As you would ask after the toe tags and body bags of M.S. Echo Hawk in the Seattle, Washington state area. Away to the little gnome of South Dakota. Remember your law of no face masks now. Everyone is encouraged or supposed to have on in public. Ha! What? I can't hear you, crackhead. Fever measures its birth this time in dollars. Who wins, who loses If you're mapped into areas Of national sacrifice We will find our way Nigak To save a life We will save a life Seventh generation In your face Inze We are the ghost road Born Koltra we are the blackbirds, wolves, and carrion crows, shongi, apparitions you never knew were there. We gather our loved ones in ancient bones, and we shall guide them all home. Oh. Lonke, ujongi, ube. And peace. Wow. That was phenomenal, Soldier Blue. Thank you, and that's the that's that's the truth too. Too the the second week into this all this garbage in in March, the 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 Indian health uh, uh, representatives up in Seattle and Washington State were asking for you know the needed testing equipment and every you know other the other things that were necessary to to help the the people who who you know pe- tested positive, and that's what they got, toe tags and body bags. Yeah 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 we got we got that message you little bastards.
2: Yeah, you know, there's nothing I There's nothing I could add to that I'm not even going to try to Take away from Fantastic job
9: Thank you I appreciate it I got another one that I'll read next week It's uh, Coming uh, Coming from a different place but it's a good one too So but, um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm looking at all this stuff going on right now, and there's a lot of things, like I say, going on on many different levels. And they're the, the the politicians are using a whole bunch of these stupid levels to try to get some of their other little underhanded tricks done. So, you know, for, as far as Native people are concerned, we're having to look at it from all kinds of different places when they come at us with these little agreements that they want us to sign on and, you know, get the monies for and so on and so on. And it's, uh, you know, it's uh, in a lot of ways, it's just, to me, it's it's contemptible and disgusting. Treating people's lives like a pair of dice. So, at any rate, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses below it will say soldier blue and that's me so. <laughs> I <laughs> keep right, up guys. with uh, everything that, that I can and you know the more people that can spread the, the word around you know the better off we'll be
2: awesome alright you will be here next week
9: oh yeah yeah I got some more to talk about <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and we're here to hear it. Know. And as always, I appreciate this uh, place of self-expression that you allow us, Miss Nyla, because it definitely helps helps me out.
2: Well, we appreciate you, hon. Thank you so much. But you always you. call in such a good mood, and then you're always just so angry when you leave.
9: <laughs> I'm gonna make
2: you start writing a fluffy well, bunny poem to close the show with
9: <laughs> well i try I try to lighten my own mood by being you know being a little bit off the mark you know when I call in, but you know some somehow when I start digging into the to the balance of what I'm you know having to or what I need to talk about, it's always you know. It goes where it goes. As it should. Yeah.
2: All right, hon. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
9: Yeah. Thank you.
2: You're very welcome. All right, you guys. Soldier Blue. Our next caller comes from area code 757 seven five seven, you are on the air.
5: Hey, it's um Tamiko Barnett. Hey Nala.
2: How are you doing, sweetheart?
5: Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you?
2: I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is really good to hear from you.
5: Oh, thank you. Um it's good to hear everybody on here tonight. Um doesn't be listening after I was really feeling Everybody's poems I was really feeling so blue (laughs) Yeah Such passion there
2: I understand Um,
5: But uh, let's see I have two poems I'm going to do the shortest one first Um, I didn't give it a title It's, It's not titled I just wrote it Earlier, so um, it goes. A fragile world falls against the grain of illness by healing in peace.
2: That was awesome. You know, I, I it kind of made me think about. You know, you start out with the fragile world. You know, and we realize really how fragile it is, you know, but at the end, it's kind of like nature always reclaims what's hers. You know, I'll drive by these houses and every year, you know, these little homestead houses are getting more and more swallowed and pretty soon, you know, nature's going to completely swallow them up and, and be okay, you know, where there was once... You know this this thing on the earth now it's gone. And it's and kind of what you're talking about in your poem, is. You know there's this thing, but in the end, you're gonna evolve, and envelope it, and you're still gonna be okay. Yeah. You're still gonna. It's, you're still gonna be there. Somehow
5: or another, it's has hmm
2: Exactly. I have, I have
5: to hold on to something. Crazy as it may sound, a cliche to people to try to hold on to some kind of positive thought Mm -hmm. or affirmation about it all that, you know, somehow or another it's going to be all right. Even in the midst of all the crazy and the things that are going on, and it's so hard to understand what's going on, or why, or how, or how, you know, you don't want people to. Lose their lives in the midst of all of this, but I'm just exactly hoping to stop sooner than later. um, The second one is called "A Leaf from a Tree." Um. Okay. A leaf falls into my hand. No morning dew No change of color Just held previously By the night's moonlight In my mind Meditates Breathing in I know that I have peace Breathing out, there is peace And each worry, each care Falls from my mind On the ground Barely making a sound As I walk around my apartment Go to get mail Take the trash out do laundry. I'm leaving trails
2: of leaves everywhere. In peace. (laughs) Oh, you know, that last line, I'm leaving trails of leaves everywhere. I love that poem. I can't even tell you how much I love that poem. And that very last line, I, I, would love to take a photograph to that line. Can you imagine what a cool photograph if I could photograph that line would be? Uh-oh. That's gonna that's on that's on my to do list. That's that's in my head now I'm gonna have to figure out a way to take that picture that <laughs> poem. So can you send that to me so I'll have the poem?
5: I'll try with my a, best. I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. I'm still trying to get back online. I got online like one time right. since like the end of February. <laughs> so I got, on, I got online one time. And that was like yesterday morning. And it was like, oh, yay. And then it lasted for about 30 minutes. And then it went out on me and, I, you know, Verizon and we trying to figure it out and all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll get back on there <laughs> eventually. <laughs> We'll make post, put
2: a post-it note on the wall so you don't forget.
5: Oh no, no, I haven't forgotten. I'm still working on it every day, but um, hopefully it'll be you know this week. But I'll um, post it and stuff like that, and then let you know when it's posted. So
2: leaving. What is what um, was the line again? What was the line exactly?
5: I'm leaving trails leaves everywhere
2: okay I've got it okay I've got it written down sorry folks I didn't write it down I would not remember it I didn't remember it I had to ask her again all right sweetie do me a favor tell everyone how to
5: find you okay um I do have a Facebook page Um Tamiko Barnett T-A-M-E-K-O Barnett with an E on the end And um PoetrySoup.com Forward slash M-E Forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O The number one And the number three Um Where lots of poems Are posted And I think it's 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 other pages out there Like TimBook2.com And um some other things floating around. Um, you just have to pull my name up on google.com and some other pages that I used to post on way, way, way back in the day, like writers.com or writers.net or something like that. But yep, that's how you can find me. <laughs>
2: Thank
5: you. Awesome.
2: Nama. You're welcome, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. You're welcome.
5: Oh, and I appreciate. Your...
2: Wait, wait, what? Wait, what, wait, wait! Don't go away. <laughs> oh,
5: i appreciate okay, you appreciate what? Quick, the poems that you were reading earlier tonight, I, I really enjoyed those. You read some stuff earlier.
2: Oh, oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Thank you. You forget that quick.
2: <laughs>
1: I.
5: You forget quickly, like, like it's so No, it just—it it caught me no. by
2: surprise. You saying it caught me by surprise, and it was like nice. It's like, oh, well, somebody, somebody said something about my, somebody commented on my piece. I didn't know what to do. It was like all of a sudden, it was like, you know, bougeaud day. This has never happened to me before.
5: <laughs> I was getting ready for a minute. I was like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. The menopause is acting up again. Did she read something? <laughs> I can sure <swear laughs> heard her read something earlier. So like, <laughs> wait a minute, did she read? Something?
2: I did. I read. I read a poem that my friend John K's turned into a song. Yeah.
5: Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. That's. What I just wanted to tell you that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did take up more time, but I just No, you're to
2: fine. You. That was absolutely fine.
5: That was okay. fine
2: All right. We'll oh. talk to you next week, Tamiko. Love you, honey.
5: Oh. All right, love you too.
2: <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Oh. All right. Our next caller. Comes from area code 903.
10: 903, you're on the air. Hi. 903. There you are. Hello, Nyla.
2: How you doing? Hi, Eric. How are you, sweetheart?
10: I'm doing good.
2: It's just good to hear working, from
10: you. Living, huh?
2: It's just good to
10: hear Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, sorry, I've been absent. I'll try, to, <laughs> I'll try to be here on here whenever I can. But I know that, sometimes. and I appreciate
2: when you are here. Just know you're missed when you're not.
10: Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just working, traveling. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, my dad my dad convinced me to finally write, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, I guess uh, a real poetry book. That's totally different than all my other poems. And I'm going to be doing all personal experiences. And the first book is going to be about my traveling days
2: from whenever I was a a boy. No, it's a trap. This is his way of finding out all your secrets. Yeah, son, write me a poem (laughs) about all your personal experiences. It's a trap. I'm telling you, don't do it. (laughs)
1: He already knows my personal secret. He's my dad. (laughs) Yeah.
10: Anyways, he helped me with my first poem and uh, basically cut out all the excessive description and amongst other things. So, basically, I'm going to I'm starting with my travels when I was in the Navy, and I'm doing all my foreign countries first. So, I did Italy. I'll be doing Spain, uh, Kuwait, Dubai. Bahrain, uh, France, uh, let's see where else. uh, Oh, I have about 28 countries and then I'll be doing the States too. And I traveled whenever I was a kid too. So, but that's, it's, uh, it's going to be a long endeavor. And then I plan on writing. Basically I won't be writing every life experience that I've had, but I will be writing some more life experiences too. So but that's what that's what I'm working on right now, but I'm taking my time and uh you know not rushing perfection so
2: as well, you should it's you know you're, you're putting right. yourself out there in the world you want you don't wanna just throw anything out there
10: that's right, all right, well, I got two if that's cool, still
2: mhm
10: all right, well, as you already know. Last Sunday was uh, Mother's Day, and I posted a poem that I wrote, uh, I don't even know, several years back to my mom, and she's still alive. Uh, I'd like to read that. So, so it's called uh, Happy Mother's Day, Mother. So, dedicated to Carla Shulman, and that's my mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mother. I'm wishing you a superb and wonderful Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Hopefully your day is full of talks with your offspring, celebrating and congratulating you for being their half-creator, womb uh, womb provider, cygoat carrier, mother, bringer, upper, and influencer on life as well. Hopefully they will bury you with gifts and, and or cards expressing their love for you. This is my gift to you, mother. You're my mother and the only creator that matters to me because you carried me for nine months straight and you also brought brought me up how you sought best to do so. If it weren't for for you having and helping with me, with creating me, I'd be another person in another body with a different life and a different name, however, I'm grateful that you had my siblings and myself as well as that you made the decision that any mother in nature would have in order to save their offspring because their father was an extremely hazard, extremely hazardous for them. You've always been there for my siblings and myself. Thank you so much for that, mother. Please forgive me for my stupidity of holding a grudge about not seeing Rick until I was 24 years old, I had thought for the longest time that it was messed up, that you up and left and we never actually knew weren't able to contact him. Now I finally realized how wrong I was for that and that I'm truly sorry for this mistake and that you were just protecting Misty and I from Rick and his negligence towards us and his over drug usage as well. I know I'm one of one of a few of your children that are beyond wayward to your beliefs. However, please note that I still love you a whole lot, even if we continuously disagree with each other's thoughts on the meaning of life and which religion is the one true faith to live by and to believe in. Thanks for always supporting me in my writing goals and always telling me that if I put my mind to it and that if I truly want to achieve something, that I'm capable of doing anything I want to do. Thanks for working three jobs in order to feed me, feed my siblings and I when we were much younger than we are now. Thanks for doing anything and everything for me. Even when I unknowingly offended or upset you. Thanks for always caring, worrying about and loving me. Thanks for always listening to my obsessions such as poetry, literature, prose, secularism, atheism, philosophies and etc. Thanks for never giving up on me and realizing that I'm not the devil's baby. Even though you had <laughs> thought that I might have been because of my birth on Halloween. I'm truly sorry for anything and everything I've ever done to you. Please forgive me for my errors, for I am only human, Mom. Thanks again for everything that you have done for my siblings and especially me. I I truly do appreciate and love you with all my heart. This is an expression of my love, appreciation, and gratitude of having you as my mother and how each one of these are to infinitely and beyond our universe as well. Love your son, Eric Nelson, Manling Sheldon. That's it. Peace.
2: Wow. You know, your mom sounds like an incredibly amazing person. And, you know, it's really funny. You don't know what you don't know. You know, a child who grows up with something, that is their norm. And you Mm -hmm. don't know that it's not normal until you know, until you see, see what it is, you know, and recently I have had the chance to see what a good family structure is to see that they do exist, how they function, how they take care of each other, how they love each other. And it's, it's very alien to me. And so I'm sitting there listening to you read about your mom. And to me, you know, that is a portrait of what I am just learning now. You know, at this age right. of my life about what a fam- what you know, what a family is supposed to be. And so I flipped over yeah. my journal and I was going to write a ha- my haiku for the day. Because remember, our, our assignment for the year is to write a haiku every day. And I said, even if it's not a haiku and it's just a little hiccup thought, write it down because you can go back and make it a haiku later, right? So right. this is what I, I want to read you the, in contrast to your poem. I want you to read what I wrote down. Okay that should be turned into a haiku later and the, the contrast is between the two. And so remember, you guys, I, this is just a sentence I wrote down. It's not a poem. Um, right. But I wrote down Mother's Day. And then I wrote, I will not call who so every thought today is bloated with you. Do you hear the silence? Right. You know, do, do you even realize there's silence? I, do you even realize I'm not yeah. calling you? Is a concept of that. I will not call. Right. You know, so it's like... I wasn't, I I won't call her, you know, does she even know care, whatever. So I just, it's funny. So when I talk about writing down little snippet (laughs) thoughts, that's not a haiku, but it's going to turn into one. So even if you don't write your haiku every day, write down something. But I just, you know, I'm listening to your poem and I'm thinking, damn, I wish I could write a poem like that, but I I can't. You know, my only, you know, I, I know this through poetry like this, through people talking about moms. You know, this is why it's important to hear things, to experience them, because I can never write about a beautiful family, but because of you right. guys, I can.
10: Right. And uh, yeah. to let you know that Rick was actually, Rick is my biological father, and I was adopted whenever I was two. So that's, and that's the person I'm talking about in the poem. Awesome. So it's just a little extra information. <laughs> So, and Missy is cool. my sister, and she's my Aww. actual only sister, too. So, but I've written poems about my siblings as well. Uh, and I actually wrote 10 haikus in my second book to one of my brothers because he told me, I'll read your poems that you write to me, but they can only be three lines long. So I took the challenge <laughs> to do that.
2: <laughs> That's awesome That would be my and kids wrote I'll be any out, poems to mom and but can only be, have one word in
10: them <laughs> That's right precisely One word poems so I've done a couple of those <laughs> I've got one too They get tricky <laughs> Alright well uh, thank you so much I appreciate it And uh, uh, The next one is uh, Something brand new uh, It's actually I don't know I think it's like maybe three or four days long. Anyways, so this is something completely different than my others, too. So, and this is uh, true, and this is actually what inspired my dad to tell me that I should break this apart and almost do like Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass uh, or The the Mosque of uh, Anarchy by Percy Bysshe Shelley. Or really anybody, but basically he thought I should break this up, so that's what I'm doing now. Into poems. So but uh this one's called my traveling days. Alright, and sorry for the fireworks, I'm at the I'm at the lake and people were shooting the fireworks. They had a jet ski out earlier. So
0: Hello but Social Distancing.
2: Anyway.
10: Yeah, they're not.
2: <laughs>
10: no, they're by themselves, so I'm at my parents' house. They live on the lake. So. Ah. Yeah.
2: Fireworks. That's kind of awesome. Okay, go ahead.
10: All right. My traveling days. Seeing while soaking in serene sunsets, sunrises, and mesmerizing majestic moonsets, moonrises at sea and on land. Watching dolphins, whales, sharks, and flying fish surface and submerge while doing flips, tricks, talking to each other, and even swimming and flying next to our ship. Sea snakes slithering on ocean's top, seagulls hunting their mills on top and underneath it, and flying next and behind our ship. Staring and absorbing in horizon's beauty, cloud observing, watching shaped glimpses of everything, and swearing, that I saw Salvador Dali's paintings, Geopoliticalist Child Watching the Birth of a New Man, and Dream Caused by the Flight of a Bee around a Pomegranate a second before her waking, repetitiously, pulling in and out of foreign and domestic ports, enjoying enduring endeavors of different and similar cultural festivities meeting greeting and conversing with people from all over the world not always able to speak their native tongues there or they the native tongues there but luckily for me they spoke american english as well seeking and finding spectacular sights to stare at appreciate and contemplate over consuming connoisseurs culinary creations of all kinds Learning their ways of life rules and regulations, dancing, drinking, and partying at their clubs and bars, gambling at their finest casinos, having traveled most of the world, I feel like a stranger everywhere I go, especially in my homeland. That's in peace.
2: That was incredible, sweetheart
10: well, thank you ah, thank you so much.
2: you're very welcome and i've been
10: i uh did a bunch of experimental on that uh and I'm still working on my my poetic voice too so but maybe maybe on the, one day i'll be i'll be a real poet huh on
2: the on the line where like um, when we on the poem where you read the line uh, i'm not i'm not the devil's baby yes. i am so sorry i i laughed on that, but that just that caught me by surprise I couldn't help it i <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> i'm
10: not no uh,
2: I'm not no, the devil. Cool. Yeah.
10: <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I read nineteen I read Halloween nineteen
2: mm-hmm. Remember Yeah, that one? I thought I just yeah. I thought that was a great line. That was just a and I awesome. and I
10: wrote Yeah, and I wrote Happy Mother's Day Mother way before mm-hmm. I wrote nineteen eighty five. Or Halloween had nineteen eighty five, so but yeah. So no I'm not mad. That's yeah, it's supposed to, <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be funny too. So it was it was good.
2: <laughs> All right, Eric. Thank you so much for calling in, hon.
10: Alright, you're welcome. Uh, uh this is Eric Shellman. You can find me on Facebook and it's just Eric Shellman. Um that's it for right now. I'm still I'm gonna be a while on my book and and uh and uh my poem I have been emailing. I'm not I'm actually not sharing my poems for my books on Facebook. I don't want a copyright infringement. Amongst other things, but uh, I have shared a couple with, on emails, and uh, one of my friends he actually told me that it reminded him of the bridge from Brooklyn Bridge of Hart Crane, and Hart Crane is a poet, and he did a whole lot of biographical or autobiographical poems too. So I thought that was cool. He's uh, Hart yeah, Crane's is wow. pretty awesome too. So. But anyways, I'm going to let the next poet off. I'm sure I've taken up plenty of time. <laughs> have a great night. I'm going to chill and listen to the rest of the show. Thanks so awesome. much for having me. Thanks, sweetheart.
2: Our, our pleasure, You're Eric. Welcome. We'll see you next week, honey.
10: All right. See you next weekend. Bye now.
2: All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're at our last hour now. We have one, two, three. Six, seven, eight callers left to get on the air. I'm going to try to keep my comments a little bit to the brief. You can still read two poems, just make them, you know, two short poems, one normal poem, and let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code nine eight four. All these people
11: believe in fucking whatever after, okay? But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so circumcised in my mind that I don't, I don't, I, I can't actually fathom that there might be something else out there. Oh, I
8: know of this. I know you
11: say that, but I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm... Nyla, I'm sorry. I'm here.
2: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so glad you weren't oh, having sex it... or something.
11: Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh that... yeah, Not going to happen.
2: <laughs>
11: you didn't even fucking call my... You didn't even call my three digits out, did you?
2: Oh, I did so, yes.
11: Oh, I'm sorry. We were involved in a deep conversation about we we could tell. Out here in the woods being spotless, uh uh when it comes to human contact, stored up, like, you know, hiding in the middle of everybody. What are you up to?
2: I'm just hanging out with you guys and chilling and having a great time.
11: Yeah, some really good uh poets and poetry online tonight. Soldier blue. Long friend of mine. You don't keep in touch anymore, but you probably should, you know. Um, all right, let me get into this because I heard you say you're a person trying here.
12: You said, oh, you heard it say it.
11: No, I'm talking. Oh. Yeah, let me do this thing. Burn Bluetooth in, got a tune. Going to drop you. with dome work and the tablet. Watch my back. Might need you to turn the speakers up. Out in L.A.? I come from dab the world, spin words like magic, talk shit like Nostradamus. The ability to run from the past, glasses on, can read the future. 2050 took this long enough. Susie, measured up as a no-name virgin, kick it till anarchism becomes religion. Dank and dark, hearts fall to pieces, can't take a breath on the run. Blow your ear up, quit listening. Bullshit is truth. The bullet is the trigger. Hang on for a minute. I'm going to need you after 2015. Baby, if you last that long, light that shit up. Blast those speakers. Tell them what you think. 2050, anarchism becomes a religion. It's called 2050, anarchism becomes a religion, and then it's going still.
2: Len, that was fantastic, honey. Are you going to read a second one?
11: <sighs> uh, Yeah. I don't even get any inter, inter commentary because
2: <laughs> I've got I've got eight callers and only, I've got to get everybody let, on. Let so me do I,
11: this. Yeah, let me just ride this one out. Uh, I'll just log yeah. off and uh, then you and yeah, they can catch you. Okay.
2: No, I, I, I'm just not. I'm just trying to be brief in my comments because we have a lot of callers to get on. But I would love to hear your next poem, baby. You know right,
11: what I think. Um, you <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I don't, you know. Flying purple monkeys, endless sex, long discussions, eating shrooms, owning spring and summer, masturbating each other's minds, looking past winter, wrapped together in a warm blanket, laying on our backs side to side, counting stars, grooming about whatever. I like you too, not in the long way, not like I want to hurt either of us. But I like you enough to tie you up, do whatever you determine is permissible. Hang, pull down a couple purple flying monkeys, watch them climb the walls, dose ourselves until it's time to roll back. The covers on the dead, the time have a run. Close your eyes, land on Paradise Island, catch a few flying purple monkeys, bring them home, turn them into pets. It's called Flying Purple Monkeys, and again, my name is Lynn Still find me on facebook or just google my name
2: fantastic both pieces glenn thank you so much and i am so glad (laughs) that you called in and hung in there and and uh you know had some interesting conversation to keep you company (laughs) while you were waiting for your call sorry
11: about the intro dialogue
2: (laughs) it was interesting i thought you were just gone right into i mean you, you speak in poetry anyway so you know i i you know how sometimes you'll just start off on reading your poem, and so I was just being quiet because I thought you were reading, and then I realized I heard the other person reply, and then I was like, "Oh no, he's not reading yet, so I had to it started I thought you were doing a poem
11: <laughs> It's all good all right. it is. Uh hey okay, man, be safe, okay stay back it's It's still not over. stay back
2: it is definitely not over, all right, sweetheart. Exactly. We will talk right. to you next week, honey, thank you for being here, Glenn. I appreciate you so right. much. Love you, girl. Love you, too, honey. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give our next callers. We have five one zero two one six three four seven. Why does 503 keep not putting their hand up and then putting it up and then not putting it up? Because they were higher up a minute ago. They must have clicked one and one again. Let me see where we are because I write numbers down. Hang on a second. We have 807. Then we have 863. And then we have 609, 503. And I've got to Skype maybe Robbie because he's in the chat room. And he has not pressed one, and I don't know if he can press one. So we'll check with him as we get down to the Skype caller. All right, next caller. As I said, area code. Or next, two oh six and three four. Yeah, two oh six. Oh God, no, 510, 510. Never mind. I'm just taking your calls in order. Know that five one zero. You're on the air.
3: Hi, hi, Nila, Nila, Nula. <laughs> I want you to Hey, sweetheart. Power. I'm going to begin with a poem, it is called The Moment Before Forgiveness It is in memory of Mr. Robert And that is Robert Lowell, the poet Who died in the back of a taxi cab 43 years ago Coming back from Europe The moment before forgiveness Paper cut of the soul Why don't you scab? Is there only one of you? Or are there too many to count? And am I finally a candidate for Band-Aid? Music soothes, brings the savage to rest through the filter of my earphones. I drink pure, branched, blue grass but the past mows this growth down flat why does the ache in the lyric get recorded my skin jumps back from my ex-wife's words as she rode the priest to marry us female fireman. Eating the pastoral firebox. While my whistle stopped them in their rash, it also punctured my border. This throb pulses with the lie, and I am left incapable of even killing my ache. The second poem is called Matters, Tests, Yet Again, Commit Theft, Stealing Handles from the Bags of Thought. These grasps disappear into wornness, neither having high tides of quality nor a trail of stone dumb to follow. Government promises air to breathe, but leaves out the stench of the particulate with the spies of blades which cut tissue, allowing blood to evaporate into red air. Cat infects that which has been shed. Images swing at the ends of gambles, marking us with trails of soot, rats from a future unlivable. CO two stirs the ashes of burning corpses. Very much Naya and I'll get because off
2: I'm, here. That was phenomenal. My you guys I now. want you Donald's read right at the hour mark. So he's right at the top of the third hour. I really would like you guys to come back and listen to the archives at the two hour mark and listen to, re-listen to Don's poem because there were so many things. And when I'm talking about take an idea and, and pull it apart until you find a new and unique way of describing it or talking about it. Don does that so expertly, effortlessly. It's, it's amazing. And there were so many lines in that piece. So, definitely come back I know I'm going to to hear that one again but great job Don thank you so much honey appreciate it that was Don Hagelberg I can't make him tell you where to find him all right next caller 216 216 you're on the air hi (laughs) hey mama how are you
7: sweetheart um a little flabbergasted I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get you to the, get 917. Do you 917? he trying to get in. Cannot hear you very well and, at all.
2: Are you on speakerphone? Oh, okay.
7: Uh, uh, actually, i been trying to get you to, to get 917 in. He's been trying to call. He said they were asking him for credit cards and all this kind of stuff. So I'm saying uh, something. Yeah, something's not right. So do you see 917 in there?
2: I do not see 917. And and my one nine hundred number isn't activated right now, so (laughs) that was was a joke. No, I don't see him online right now, so I don't know what line what he's trying to dial into or how he's trying to dial into. Is he he calling?
7: He he said he could hear.
2: All right. So so when he's trying to call in, is he trying to use a cell phone to call in? Is he actually dialing
7: the number? I don't know. I'm going to call three the relay right now and see.
2: Hold on. So if he's trying to call through the computer. It may be the service on the computer that's trying to charge him. Because there's no charge for this call unless you don't have long distance service.
7: He said he can. He, he's telling me, he says, I can hear them on my cell. He said yes it's a sale. Well, why is he not showing up on your board?
2: Is he I don't listening? Know. <laughs> okay. He may have he may have the site. Tell him to stop listening to the show and just dial the number like he would Okay, uh, hey, guys, don't listen to the show hang up on the air. Don't don't listen to the show. Hang up, That's close the window, whatever it is. And then just dial it like you would dial a phone number. Six four six five nine five three nine six five. You can listen while you're on hold. Oh. Okay. He said should
7: All I right. call back. I'm going to tell him no, not to call back yet. But
2: yes, he, tell him to hang up <coughs> close everything and call
7: back. No. I, 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 he's not way on way here. Yet. Okay. I'm on three way in. That would be easier. Okay. All Get right. Okay, so no, don't call back. Then you can explain it to him. Okay. Um, Let me see. Where's the number? The number just
5: disappeared.
7: Oh, there it is. Okay. Four.
5: Do you
2: want me to take the next caller and then come back after you get him on?
7: Mama.
2: Do you want me to take the next caller, Mama, and then come back to you?
7: Yes, yes,
2: yes. All right, you can try to get him on. All right, I'm going to take one more caller, and then I'll be right back. All right, next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you're on the air.
13: Hey, Nala, what's going on?
2: Hey, sweetheart. Not a whole lot, just chilling with you guys tonight. What's going on with you?
13: Uh, yeah, I'm here.
2: <laughs> I'm glad I'm happy have not heard from you in like how many I'm sitting here looking at the <laughs> my my Fred Flintstone's stone watch. That's how long it's been, trying to figure out how long it's been since I've heard from you.
13: <laughs> Thursday's just the worst night for me to get a moment to come and say hi, but i'm <laughs> I, I, my heart <laughs> my heart is always with the speakeasy easy cafe you know that
2: i know i know it's so good to hear from you sweetheart i love you so much i think about you all the freaking time i stalk your page i watch the stuff that you're posting i see the girls still (laughs) swooning i know everything's everything's going okay virtually and hoping everything's going okay off the virtual world as well but you know it's okay you know the world
13: as it is right now is a little weird but uh you know everybody on my side is okay it's just You know, the kids are home from school, and I love them, but I don't love them enough to be with them 24 hours a day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
13: So anyway, um, during Poetry Month, um, circumstances as they are, I wasn't able to do 30 poems, but I did uh, get a few out, and uh, my theme kind of this year was just pretty much right. Uh, you know, stuff based on true events, because I was, I was very uninspired. Well, I found myself writing a whole bunch of COVID poems, and I didn't want to do that. So I just started <laughs> just. <laughs> don't want to do that.
2: Nobody wants to do that. I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs>
13: right. <laughs> so, Nobody wants to be that uh, guy. I, yeah, no, I don't want to be that guy. So i just been I pretty much was just pulling from life experiences when I was doing the uh poetry month thing. So I picked this poem. Why I don't I think I picked this poem because a lot of people I was listening to tonight seemed very angry. and and, and for good reason, most of them. But I just didn't want to be angry. I just wanted to go a different route. So I'm gonna read this. I didn't title it. But it's just just know it's based on true shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm forewarned. It's not okay. erotic <laughs>
13: No, I would never do erotica. me. I never write this stuff.
2: okay, good <laughs> Well, just because it's based on true stuff, and it's like, oh my God, am I going to be picturing him in a and wall we, know going, what, what now? we know we know
13: we know all I do is eat sleep, write poetry, and have sex.
2: This is true, this is true. <laughs> Have't you seen your Have't you seen your wiki page
13: <laughs> All right. So let me get through
2: this. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear me okay? I can hear you wonderfully, yes.
13: Okay. She collected her clothes from the floor, saying to me she was sure she didn't want this anymore. How she knew she was more than this, and she wanted more than this. How it was fucked that we never kissed, like how we could really fuck and never kiss. My silence was unsoothing. She talking, but never stopped moving, saying we needed to stop and keep it moving. To think, just two hours ago, this woman was sprawled under me wonderfully. Now it's speeches about time, age, questions about value, comments about love, and whose mother never taught them how to. She wants to feel stable. She wants a label. And I know I'm not the only chick you fucking. I'm in the middle of saying nothing. She dressed now, saying, you know what I realized just now? We make love, but you don't love me. I'm only in your life to fuck me, so you take a few moments out of your life to hump me, and I'm supposed to feel lucky? I'm stuffing weed in my grinder, wishing we didn't just watch Love Jones. We go through this couple thing at times when we watch couple movies a couple of times like the male character will uh, pronounce and announce his love interest to she and she will start looking at me like see she's fixing her hair like what's fucked up is you don't even care i said i do but listen you got to do what's best for you i mean you got to do what's just for you shut the fuck up her mad face with a turn on She saw me smirk, walked over to me in that short-ass skirt. Get the fuck out of my bed, she said. I lit the weed instead. You get on my nerves, she said. I let the smoke flow out my nose, my nose pressed against her thigh. I let the smoke flow out my nose. I I want her smoking. She knows her clothes started to hit the floor. And I was sure I heard her mumble something like, I don't want to do this anymore. She went from saying she didn't want more of this to screaming and moaning more of this. She didn't put up much fight. And I promise you, everything she claimed she didn't want to do, man, we did it all night. Yeah, pain is love. That was anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, I, I hear that poem, but you know the underlying meaning for me in that poem isn't even, it, it's, it's her struggle. Because women are raised, we're supposed to be big girls. You know, I sat there one time, and you guys will probably hate me forever for saying this, but it's the truth. I was sitting there and I was talking to my mom one time and we were talking about regrets, and I told her one of the only regrets I have is that I didn't sleep with more of the people I wanted to sleep with in life. Because women are ingrained. We're supposed to be good girls. We're supposed to be good girls. Men don't have that. Men can do whatever they want. So I'm from that generation where, you know, you never, you didn't want to be a slut, and if you slept with more than, you know, one person, then you you know, you, you get that label, and it's a bad thing. Nowadays, women have a lot more sexual freedom than we did during the 80s, mm-hmm. you know. And and so, but I told her, I said, you know, one of the, my biggest regrets is, you know, I would have slept with more of the people I really wanted to sleep with. And so, girls don't want to be thought of as a one night stand, and they sure as hell don't want to admit that they have the urges where they just want a booty call. I mean, what would that? What does that say about us as women? You know, so there's this whole underlying feminist struggle to that poem that I don't even think that you realize is there. That you know, (laughs) just just the whole, all right, fuck, all right, fine, I'm gonna fuck you, but but I'm just, you know, that inner conflict. (laughs) You know, and 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 then it's just you know, balls to the walls, and you're gone. It, it's right. that it, it does. It really has like this. I really loved it because that that I don't even know if you know that that's in there, but no, I didn't. <laughs> that that underlines that feminine struggle between good and bad and abandoned and realizing that it's okay to be a feral, sensual, you know, sexual creature, and that doesn't make you a bad thing. And you know, so yeah, I I thought it was awesome. Now now you can talk Thank about. You. My poem, this is a poem about feminism, the struggle of oh, fem- right. feminism.
13: <laughs> right. This, I, I was inspired by this poem. I was watching Oprah, and uh, and I was watching Hillary Clinton speeches. And after that, I wrote
2: this. And it really made me think about the struggle that women have with the the freedom of their own sexuality. Oh, um, yeah. One, see, you now, know, now you it off profound.
13: <laughs> one more thing, because I know you you know you press for time, but. You know, the other thing is this, that relationships have different, there's all kinds of relationships. And I think the relationship that people think is taboo or don't want to talk about are those relationships that are purely sexual. Because people don't want to, people don't like to admit that we're sexual beings at the end of the day. But I think, uh, you know, I just wanted to share that because I just didn't want to be all COVID. I didn't want to come with the COVID. I have COVID poems. I have lots of COVID poems. I just didn't want to be the COVID guy tonight.
2: <laughs> so you have some homework, all right? I want okay. you to write a poem, poem titled, I Don't Want to Be That Guy. <laughs> I like it. And it, like doesn't it. Have to be, it doesn't have to be about writing those poems. It can be about anything you want. I don't care what it's about. But the title has to be, I Don't Want to Be That Guy.
13: Okay, you know what? I'm going to make it here next week. Um, I don't know how long I can stay in queue, but I'll be here with that poem. And if I don't get called in, I'll just post it on your page.
2: <laughs> okay.
13: Right, I will watch Nyla. for
2: you. Carlos, I love okay. you so much, honey. Thank you so you much.
13: for I miss you so much. In. Bye.
2: <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Written in pain. Google him. You'll find him everywhere. Absolutely amazing writer and my beautiful friend and mama's beautiful son. We're going to grab mama again. Mama, are you back with me?
7: Yes, I'm back with you. I was so glad that you took that call. I haven't heard his voice in so long, so I'm I really know. happy that you took it. And he sounded happy. He this did. We love our cars. Yeah, so listen, so Dennis is on the line now. I think he doesn't know if you can see him yet. He he's on Verizon. So I don't know if he's showing up. What's his number? Well, it was 901 Area Code, but I don't know if you can see that because it's Verizon. I don't, I, I
14: don't know. I don't know how.
7: 917, I'm sorry. 917 Area Code. And it wouldn't let me three-way, I in. Mean, it's like Verizon is full of What's it. his they name? Like Dennis John Verado.
2: Dennis, I do not see your number in the lineup, so I don't know what's going on.
7: I don't he see can you hear, on here. He said he can hear the show now. I think that's a
15: Verizon thing. Well,
2: we'll uh, check. With, maybe not... it's a blocked number. Let me check this real quick. Dennis, are you... Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? All right. Me? I got him. He's he's on a he's ah, on a, a okay. restricted line. So he's the one that looks like a oh, Skype okay. caller. So, yeah, he's here. All right. Yeah, well, so you, you guys wouldn't... are on together now. Let Both this, of you read your poems. Let,
7: let Dennis oh. do his first. Because he, I already got it. That, that Skype, I mean, that... Uh, that's Verizon playing tricks. It won't. It don't. Anyway, forget that. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you figured it out. Hey, <laughs> thank you, Mama Dennis <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Nyla. Nyla. <laughs> hello, hello
2: Dennis. It's good to good to hear your voice, honey. Glad you were able to get on.
0: Yes,
15: finally. I'm so glad. I have two poems, but I'll read just one because everything has taken so long, and I don't want to hang anybody up. So <laughs> okay. this is called. Can you hear me well?
2: We can, yes.
15: Oh, okay. Uh, This is called Written in Her Eyes. Saw her late one night on a southbound train. Said her life was filled with dark, twisted lies. I did not even know the child's first name, but I know all was written in her eyes. As they glittered and shone brightly with a hopeful glow, her eyes still held, the weight of misery and woe, just like the sad eyes of a heartbroken workhorse, much too heavy for anyone to bear such force, <clears throat> a restless creature of the night adrift below, stuck amidst darkness, loneliness, shadows and fear, love is new, thorns of agony converging near, pushing us straight backwards onto the ledge unseen. Not night, day, heaven, hell, but a place in between. Delusion, confusion, and a region unknown. So many are lost there, where there's no place to lean, where chunks of reality plod her mind and roam. A place where she could peer and see into her past. It's a district she would soon begin to call home. That's the end.
2: Wow. Wow. Go ahead and, and comment mama.
7: I I I love his work. I he is, yeah. Yeah, well, that's how we met. And he's born on the same day as me, so you know, he's got he's gotta be a fantastic person. And also he got this crazy story up there that I thought I thought he was gonna get a chance to read for you, but he'll read it for you next time you can go to this page and read it. And it's really crazy. Uh it's a short story. I won't tell you what's about, I'll let you read it yourself. But he's a fantastic okay. short story right Okay. So anyway, I'm going to do mine real quick. And, Dennis, um, that was great. I'm glad you got in. Change change phones. Get uh, AT&T. Leave Verizon alone. They're, they suck. Anyway, God did not die and leave you in charge. That's the name of this piece. Again, the name of this piece is God did not die and leave you in charge. Part one. God didn't die and leave you in charge. Who told you that you could decide who lives and who's to die? Stop trying to take lives that you did not create or give life to. God didn't die and leave you in charge. Madman, take your billions and go search for your soul. Your soul. Because money is your God. You want power and control. But the Big guy up above the sky didn't die and leave you in control. Mother Nature will remove the weak and send them home. We don't need your beastly mark, the 666, in a bill or in a pill or in a vaccine. He gave us dominion over the earthly home. So stay in your lane and leave people alone because the creator of this world is still on the throne. We know who you are and we know what you're doing. And when the the people rebel, it's your life and the afterlife, your afterlife, that will be ruined. Those who are carrying out your third world disorder scheme are the same ones who share in your torture and shame. I know what I'm saying. Hope you catch my drift before I drop names. Soon the living God will call all chaos to order because the God of the universe is alive and well and at large. God is not dead and you're not in charge. (laughs) Who asked your pot to boil? How come you only know about the upcoming surprise, the corona party killing spree, unless you're the one throwing the party, you see? You can find somebody else to tell your evil story to. I'm not the one. I don't believe you, silly rabbit. Trick no good. I won't comply. Tell it to the Pope, because all you do is lie. And I said, it. Yes. Amen. Yes. God did not die and leave you in charge. Our prayers and our faith got us through many escorts. His his ear is still inclined to hear the least of us. So the grandmother's prayers and grandmother's prayers will still be heard. Because God did not die and leave you in charge. In peace. Go ahead,
2: Dennis.
15: Yeah, I think it's beautiful. It's powerful. A beautiful piece, Mama.
7: Thank Can you, I my read... darling.
15: Oh, it I'm is. Happy. It's lovely. Can I read another? Do we have time?
2: If it's a shorter one, yes, please.
15: Uh, no, it's a little. It's not that long, but it's a little longer. Okay, I'll read it fast. It's called Sam and the Boneless Man. They walked in the place. He had a smile on his face. Dressed kind of chummy with his red-headed honey. Strolling across the floor, strolling across the room in loose harmony. Holding his arm, she had a lock-on charm. His hair was slicked back, all shiny blue-black. And they sat at a table by the potted palm. They got up to dance, and she tossed her head back. He was a boneless man. She moved like a rubber band. Across the dance floor, their steps were true and sure. I heard him call her Sam. She said, oh, me, more." As they danced, and she danced with the boneless man. He said, you can dance among the seven skies, since seeing is tied to more than the eyes. You can balance on a tightrope. That's who you are. I am just a prancer. You are the star. Wise man knows when to step and when to glide, Come on, Samantha, let's put the world in a jar. Love is all we need to fly to the sky. He was a boneless man, moved like a rubber band. Across the dance floor, their steps were true and sure. I heard him call her Sam. She said, oh, me or more. As they danced, and she danced with the boneless man. Melodies filled her soul the moment of her birth. Now the music of her spirit keeps her on the run. She was Sadie Thompson. She was Rita Hayward. Beneath the turning ceiling fans, they spun. Anything but loud, there was a stunned, hushed span. Everybody stared, red dress flying everywhere. Tipping the light fantastic with the boneless man. He was a boneless man, moved like a rubber band. Across the dance floor, their steps were true and sure. I heard him call her Sam. She said, oh, me or more. As they danced, and she danced with the boneless man. and <laughs>
2: You know, the whole time, I was glad you brought in Ray, Rita Hayworth towards the end. Because the entire time, I used to love Turner movie classics. When, and they used to rerun all the black and white shows. And, you know, as soon as you started reading that, I was picturing Gene Autry and Fred Astaire. And, you know, when you, you're talking about the boneless man, you know, moves like rubber band, I was picturing Sammy Davis Jr. dancing the Bojangles, you know, who's my, my first crush okay. ever was, was Sammy Davis Jr. I was so in love with Sammy Davis Jr. Um, you know, my dad used to teach for Arthur Murray Dance Studios. So I grew up with that whole generation of the Dean Martins and the smooth, slick dance, you know, watching. Mm-hmm my mom and dad dance like that and my dad was a rubber band man and so you're, the whole time you were reading that it was just so nostalgic for me I loved
7: it oh thank you so much <laughs> that was so great oh man that's what I mean see that's a poet after my own heart thank you so much for finally getting in get a new server uh, a phone server or whatever so you can here every week me and Nyla are going to be looking forward to it right Nyla? mm-hmm
2: most definitely. Thank you, Dennis. Thank
15: you very much, Nyla. Love you, my Mama.
2: <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, Dennis. Thank you for getting in, honey.
15: Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye now.
2: Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye. Mama, great wow, job. Thank fun. you for working with him, helping him get on the show. What
7: a treat. Uh, I just love it so Go back. Make, make sure you go read his poem on the page. you gonna. I mean, that's only a short story. You're gonna crack up. You know, okay. Track up All
2: right.
7: Can you link? Can,
2: can you link it on my? Page? Can
7: you link it on my page? I'll link his his page on your page, and you can just go read it. It's right on the page. Yeah. That works for random, me. Whatever. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Mama. Love you, honey. Thank you.
7: Thank
2: Vicky Aqua on Facebook, you guys. Make sure you go check her out. Thank you, Mama, for bringing in Dennis tonight. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air.
14: Hello, Nyla Tay. How are you?
2: Hey, Robbie, hey. baby. How are you, sweetheart?
14: Uh, not too bad, yourself.
2: You know, Even if I didn't know you by your voice, I would know because you call me Nyla Tay. Very few people call me by my <laughs> full name. You're one of the. We're one of the only two people. Mm-hmm. Two people on this planet that call me by my full name.
14: Well, it it, it suits. I think it suits you. And I think it sounds nice. So, and I <laughs> and I enjoy and I enjoy calling you Nyla So, <laughs> it's a perfect fit. I guess. I like
2: I like hearing it. I, it's cool. Thank you. So, what's going on so, with you in your world, my dear?
14: Uh well uh I'm an essential worker so sometimes I'm tired because uh the way things work out sometimes, you know, I can get stretched pretty thin. But uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's just nice to have a job. <laughs> and yeah uh, Yeah, yeah. As and, long as you're uh, being safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh so yeah, I I keep busy with, with that. Uh, part-time, and uh, I'm just doing my music more and more these days. I've written so much poetry that, uh, I mean, I still like to do it once in a while, but uh, it's nice when you have such a volume of one thing, and you've discovered something else that you like to do, it kind of makes sense to focus on the other for a while, eh? So I'm focusing on the music, and I have a couple of new uh, instrumental things, like I've got a MIDI keyboard, and Something called a launch pad, which has all the buttons so that pre-programmed like you want, you know, so that you can press the button and get like a drum solo thing going or something like that. So, yeah, I've got more and more tools to do that. Anyways, uh, I'm coming in with a poem called A Wish for Peace. A wish for peace comes upon me in form of universal song of healing brought forth by hand that reaches out across the void to touch me, to hold me, to caress me in its warming embrace that lets me know I'm not alone. A wish for peace as it transfers its radiant palm upon me, pulsed me, to deliver me from the vagaries of both my own mind and all the chaos of the world. What a wonderful thing it would be to be able to meet all of life's challenges, with the calmest of repose, to not react so viscerally to what impinges upon the mind, as one's repose comes to the fore from a source one didn't know but is now found. I hope for a peace that lasts for forever, and not just in the moments of most woe and need, a peace that shall come, shall sustain and nurture me, so that I may not have to steal my resolve with a steely gaze, to feel so tensed and stressed against what feels like a perpetually crashing stream, so that I may focus upon life's dreams. I will permit myself to work both toward it and to fantasize about it, to wonder about its final form, the gentle force of peace that shall keep me safe and warm. So that is uh, a wish for peace and i picked it for several reasons <laughs> just uh just with uh how the present situation is stressful but uh i'm just kind of well m- even beyond annoyed like really tensed up that i had so many years of taking care of my dad and i mean it's sad that how it ended obviously but uh I mean, there was a a relief of pressure that, uh, you know, all that didn't, wasn't, uh, like, you know, the care and all that. When you're a caretaker, it's such a pressure. And, you know, I had a couple of months of that, just that freedom, and then now all of this, this thing completely out of my hands. And it's Mm -hmm. uh, all, you know, it just, sometimes it feels the way the the dialogue of my life has been. Sometimes it just, it never feels like I'll have that real space. You know, and I had a, a taste of it for like a few months finally. And then something just completely you know, out you, of left field.
2: <laughs> if you have that space or not, all depends on you. Well, yes. Yeah, you know, the, 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 you, can, a you can only
1: your,
2: take yeah. your arms and put them out straight,
1: as, yeah.
2: out, out to your side as far as you. you can only occupy yeah. that much space at a time. So you yeah. may not be able to get out there and have that freedom.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. You
2: control what's in your space. You control how big that space is and what you do in it. So uh, instead of feeling cloistered... Exactly. So I want you to... Instead of feeling cloistered, I want you to think about that. If you hold your arms straight out to your side, Mm -hmm. you can fit a whole universe in that space, Mm
14: -hmm.
2: depending on how you personally feel that space.
14: Well, and the thing is, is I, like I say, like I do my music and I've been having more of a chance to... Uh, do my math And all that So it's I'm, I've, I'm occupied with that I've been able to do that But the thing is uh, uh, I'm a very active creature in that And it's actually a physical problem for me To not be able to Well now that spring's come There's To a degree there's that But I, I'm one of those people that I really do have to work off my energy Otherwise all Right. so I, I have I a task for you I well. need
2: you to write me some music Something okay. slow, a little bit ethereal, very Celtic, okay, my
14: very, <laughs>
2: very, um, very, a very strong rhythm to it, very primal, mm-hmm. very uh, pagan, um mm-hmm. y mm-hmm. Irish-y type sounding.
14: Okay, well, I'm going to go back to the archives and re-listen to that, because that's a lot of <laughs> adjectives you use there, or descriptors. Yeah, think think yeah, I'll, about. I'll
2: do it. Think about, tribal Celt. Mm. Yes. That that's kind of the you know or or, you know the tribal Celtic, the but the yeah. early stuff, the raw stuff, not the the new Irish jiggy jingly type, but, <laughs> you know the beginning of religion type primal.
14: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celt music. I know exactly. I, I know exactly what you mean. Okay, uh, yeah. so that's your task, uh, I, and I want
2: you to write that. And as soon as you write that, then I'm going to write a piece to go with it.
14: Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> and we'll, we've
2: never done a collab like this, so let's do this.
14: Mm-hmm.
2: And that yeah, gives you something that, to
14: that work on. So quite hold your
2: arms out, and create that in your universe for me.
14: Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll will do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, I have, well, I don't know how many people you have on still. Like, I have one other short one, but if you want me to. Okay. Don't
2: explain it, just Uh, read it. (laughs) Yeah,
14: Dark Skies. I I knew you'd say that. I was going to jump into it. (laughs) Dark Skies. I see a dark sky settle above me, and I touch it with a spark, hoping for the best spark from an outcast arm, lit subtly by Phoenix's fire, fueled by all my latent desires. I take no one with me at this moment, but I still give all my souls a sweet regard. I seek at this moment to shape my darkest sky, to seek the stars that reside behind the curtain of darkest darkness, seeing that the darkness is but a veil of potentiality, lit with a fiery furnace in the vastness of the night. And at this moment, they are simply something I cannot quite see. I sculpt the phoenix's fire within myself, a fire that flames and flares and dwindles and cycles within the signs of times. I seek the oracle within myself, dwelling in a space of time at the temples of Delphi to seek the wisdom that lays within my stubborn and vital soul. Sometimes it feels like the fire within will bury my heart to the core burn my heart to the core but I don't deny it or defy it instead I seek to train myself to weld it as both a word, sorry, a sword and a staff a weapon of power to cut through obstacles and an object of grace that others may lean on in times of woe I reflect upon all of this as the stars start to emerge from behind the darkness of the sky and they reflect their beauteous and liberating light as you reflect with a twinkle, opening, now my Morpheus's laden eyes. And that is Dark Skies. And that kind of fits with what you're saying. Like, you know, just stretch your arms out.
1: <laughs>
14: mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I always make the best of whatever kind of hap- I whatever kind of happens to come along. And the thing is, even if there's something that distresses me or makes me angry or or whatever negative in some way i try to use that as a driver to just transform that negative energy just into vital energy to just spurn me and spurn me on in my other activities so and it's funny because someone actually used those almost those exact words one time when they were describing uh something about me for me so oh and uh before i forget it's good to see you, noir the Poet Emeritus is glad to see you. <laughs> that's what he would <laughs> always call me. He said I had Poet Emeritus dollars that were, you know, I could spend at any location.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> so funny.
14: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes, yes. It is very good to see him in there in chat. I saw mm-hmm. that. All right, Robbie, tell everyone again your Facebook page.
14: Yep, yeah, uh, under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And you can also find my other stuff, uh, under that, uh, my Bandcamp, my Instagram, my, um, what was I going to say? And, uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp. So it, it's nice to be able to say that, you know. Before it was just like, oh, you can find me here. But now, you know, a few uh, there's a few sites, and some of them are poetry, some of them are music. You know, so it feels good to see myself expanded that way. <laughs>
2: It is your photography, all of it. Yeah. Yep.
14: Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, my dear. We will talk to you next week, hopefully.
14: Uh, I think I might start calling in a little more regularly again. Just to, uh, it's no. it's healthy no. to get Robbie. back to the routine. But... Robbie,
2: Robbie, Robbie. Hmm?
14: Yep. Yeah.
2: You're not gonna try. You're just you're gonna do it.
14: Dude, you don't there have a no try. <laughs> do there is no try. Do it. There <laughs> is no do. There is just try. <laughs>
2: Exactly, exactly.
14: <laughs> just do it. hmm <laughs> That's the Nike thing. Now, now I see. I I just imagine in my head the two combined. Just do it. <laughs> do, <laughs> it just <you> yes. <laughs> do it just you will. <laughs> yes.
2: Do it just you will. All right, Robbie. Nike thank you, you for calling in. Love.
14: <laughs> oh, it
2: would have, it would have been such a hit. Everybody would have been wearing <laughs> Yoda Nikes.
14: All right, we'll They'd talk to like, you next who week. Who said well. that? Yeah, you know, right? right?
2: <laughs> Night, sweetheart.
14: Bye bye.
2: All right. Next caller, area code 863 863. You're on the air. Um, hello,
16: Nyla. Can hey, sweetheart. Noreen? How are you, Noreen? Okay, I'm doing okay.
2: Okay. We're and, almost and, out of time, so I'm glad you were able to get on tonight.
16: Yeah, me too. Okay. And what I got for Gary is it's called Honeymoon, White Moon, Our Moon. Okay. Um, honeymoon, white moon, our moon, blood red, God's moon, yellow moon, harvest moon, white moon, our moon, come back, came back to me. Here we are in love. Honeymoon, white moon, you came back to see me. Our moon now knows we're in love. You see, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs>
1: that was
2: beautiful. Thank you. And which one are you going to read, honey?
16: Okay, I'm going to read um, my latest one's called um, For Sean Reed. Okay. Will he be a poet, a writer, or a doctor, or a lawyer, or a car mechanic, maybe a manager or owner of the auto repair shop, or a chef, or a cook, or a baker? And the list goes on and on and on. We will never know the answer to this. For you see, Sean Reed, a young man, was murdered cold-blooded right before our eyes. It doesn't matter what caused him to go on a high-speed chase. He was already on the ground by being taved when the cops turned around and shot him at least ten times. Why, oh why, oh why? He's still a kid, a young man. He didn't deserve to die. If he needed help, get him help. But don't shoot him dead. We are already gone through rough times with this coronavirus and social distancing, and then this? When will this end? Will it ever end? No, I don't think so, because too many people are cold-hearted, cruel, mean, and gracious, and that won't change. And that is so sad, oh, so sad. My heart goes out to Sean Reed's family. May he rest in peace. May there be justice done. He needs a voice. Let us poets be the one. The end.
2: That was phenomenal, Noreen. Great job on that.
16: Well, thank you.
2: Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you and and I just think you know with with everything that's going on, I think the more voices, the more people we give voices to that don't have a voice to have anymore. Yes, you no, know, he was only twenty one
16: yes, and that's and he, that was young, too young, mm-hmm. way too
2: young yep. all right, my darling, okay. Tell everyone how we can find you.
16: Okay, you can find, um, Gary and I, our books on Amazon.com. You, our books are, um, the, um, Our Truth, um, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, and, in Two Hearts in One, in One. And then you can find Gary on, um, Facebook.com, on, um, Reverb Nation, and po- PoetryPoem.com, and, um... Maybe allpoetry dot com and he's and he's good and you can also oh you can also find okay okay no, wait oh and then um he's also Googleable and Googleable okay and you can find me on um Facebook dot com ReverbNation dot com um poem dot com. And and then I'm also Google Bo and Google Giggle Bo, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then oh then you can find Gary and I both together on our website. Um, okay, um, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com that's front, front slash poetry, and then I got a website to dedicated to Gary It's called um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot com. Wait, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash Gary, and then you can find both of us on Facebook together on Saturday nights on the Poetry Club, and and I do Facebook Live in in um, every Saturday night at um, five o'clock.
2: Very cool.
16: And then you can All find right. me Make- here too on Thursday nights. <laughs>
2: Yes, we can. And make sure that okay. you have, keep putting those links on my page, okay?
16: Okay, I sure will.
2: Awesome. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you, Noreen.
16: Okay, you're welcome. Can you can see you next time, next week. All right, baby. Okay. All right, honey.
2: Bye-bye, yeah. sweetie.
16: Okay. I can see you later. Okay.
2: All right. Our next caller comes from area code 419419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey sweetie, how are you doing, honey? I'm glad you were able to get in. I'm
12: doing good. I'm doing good. How about you?
2: I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Good,
12: good. Okay. Um uh, we got one. Um it's um a new one. It's going to my new book entitled Um Silent Whispers. This is a song that I wrote uh, I used to do an open mic at a uh, food and Caribbean uh uh, uh, restaurant here in Toledo, and mm-hmm. um, and I, I used to be a DJ also. Uh, so once a month on Wednesday nights, we we used to do something called Jazz and Jambalaya, where I play jazz, and uh, you could you know for I think fifteen dollars you get all the jambalaya you could eat. But to get there was a a, a young uh, young lady working in there who was really interested in poetry. Uh, so she would make sure she was scheduled every every Wednesday night, and when I would come in, to eat, we would talk, and we became pretty good friends. Uh, she was like a senior at the University of Toledo; um, she was on a volleyball scholarship. And one night, um, um, she put her name on the list, and when she was called, she had a uh, she had she had a disc with some music on it, and she she sang she sang jazz. I was really surprised, she was pretty good. So this is the poem I wrote called She Sings Jazz. This is actually the first time I ever performed this poem, too. I looked into her eyes and tried to discern the color of her smile while she was looking into mine. Her smile was the color of innocence, the beauty of hope. And I was trying to cope with how easy it was for her to get up into my head, for her to penetrate my shell, weaken my wall after all, We had just recently met. Yet, she had the lure of youth, and I thought, I know. They are the starlight of some never-before-seen galactic constellation, bright and piercing, penetrating, dancing their way into the cosmos of my mind, behind a refined smile, angelic voice, with a sultry tone. And as we became friends, I thought, I should have known. She sings jazz. in porn.
2: She sings jazz. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. piece, sweetie.
12: Thank you.
2: You're very welcome. Are you going to read two tonight or is that
12: it? I can read read that one. Um, Okay. Let's see here. This one, actually, that I've done before, but it's been a while. It's called Motherland. I was not born in you, but I was born of you, my motherland. From the womb of my mother, I could hear the distant drums
3: of your past.
12: I could hear the lion roar. I could see the zebra run. I sat on the elephant's trunk and swam with the water buffalo. Surrounded by the nile of my mother's womb, I gazed upon your beauty, my motherland. I watched the birds fly. Kondo was my playmate, the anaconda my friend. I reached the cheetah. cut was a panther and slept in the shadows of your rainforest. I climbed to the highest peak of your highest mountain, that I might touch the stars, the moon, gaze upon the sun, and claim my right to manhood, Africa, my motherland. I was not born in you, but I was born of you. And from deep inside my mother's womb, the umbilical cord of your past gave my life substance, strength, honor, and dignity. That I survived
2: Powerful That Thank one was you. really powerful Incredible All right my love Tell everyone how they can find you sweetheart
12: uh, You can find me on Facebook Under Melvin D. Johnson And you can find me on YouTube uh, Under Urban Watch Culture We speak the truth Or Melvin D. Johnson
2: and That's it Awesome. All right. And thank you for being here tonight. I'm glad you were able to get in and we will talk Me to you too. next week. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All Bye. right. Thank you. Bye. Love that man. All right. Our next poet, our last poet for the night comes from area code nine eight You're on the air.
11: Got a whole thing for you. Didn't notice that you had the mood for me. Yeah, in my own self-defense, I wasn't looking or expecting but an experience that might man. be heavy on me. Nor was I interested in new pink. I know you got to pull on gravity. You should just not try to pull on it. It only works negative to positive. Got a map laid out for you.
15: I'm not going just need that. a boarding
11: pass with, yeah, yeah, with, with a date on it. It can't George be deleted, tonight. hope and pray that it ain't the Titanic. But as a word, in my, as a word in my defense, I'll catch up with you when I catch thing. this, life raft. Got a whole thing for you. Didn't notice that you had a move uh, for me. In my own self-defense, you know I I I'm dangerous. I'm never Wasn't looking afraid. or expecting an experience that it might, might be heavy on me. Nor was I interested it's in happening. new pink. And real. there you are. Keep shining that beacon I can't, until it's life raft yeah, grips I
9: can't
11: the shore. Have a wonderful definitely. evening, girl.
2: Going so hard for Thank weeks. you, Glenn. Thank you for that treat. Yeah. It was just incredible. Are you still there? Yeah.
11: yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to hang up. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs>
2: All right. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. week.
11: I, I, you know me, man. I drift and fall.
2: <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon, right. love. Thank bye. you for sharing, Later. honey. bye Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for being here tonight. It's been an incredible evening. Both poets and listeners, appreciate you guys. I want to go over real quick let's see if i've got it here um okay so i'm going to go ahead and give you through your three poetry prompts again for the night and remember you can go back and listen to the first 15 minutes of this episode and if you didn't get the writing prompts for the night and get your journal assignments your writing exercises your prompts all that good stuff but the prompts we had tonight one through three um the first one was broken windows the second one was in the roar of the storm and the third one was, "Where is my song?" So the uh, borrowed the that's my line borrowed poetry prompt as well. I'll give you that one. And that was "Watching Monarchs fly." And that was by, that one was given to us from a poem that Glenn Still read, read last week. All right, everyone, appreciate you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm going to close the show with an audio track called "A Million Pieces," And this is by John Jorgensen. Here you go. Good night, everybody.
17: I am broken, damaged, shattered, and
3: crumbled
17: to a million pieces. What started as a small crack in my windshield was never taken care of, and so it split and splintered and snapped until the whole thing exploded in my face, leaving me quite blind to see where I was going. How do you build yourself back up when every piece of who you are has been broken into a million pieces? When the pit would be a paradise compared to my present pain? When lifetimes of crying couldn't clean up this stain, I rise from the floor wondering what all this gore was for. Is there purpose to this pain? Can there be meaning in my mess? Where can I find beauty from my brokenness and from this darkness? And when I can't find the strength to say it, much less pray it, suddenly I discover that my life can become a mosaic, a picture or pattern produced by putting together small, broken pieces. I will become an art piece formed from the pieces of me that once put together reveals something far more beautiful, far more powerful, and far more wonderful than I ever dreamed of when I was whole. So break my body. Break my heart. You can't touch this soul. I may walk with a limp, but my spirit has never been stronger. Because after blow after blow, I'll build up slow and discover my new glow. So, when you look at me, I want you to know, that's not a scar. That's a beauty mark. Those aren't scabs. They're the armor of a mighty warrior. It's not a bruise. It's war paint. I want you to know, these tears, they're not for you. They're for watering the seed that fell to the ground and died. But with time, will produce an even stronger tree. Stronger me. So chop me down. Break me apart. You'll only add more wood to the fire from which I'll rise. And the size of my burden is only outdone by the size of my breakthrough. When I shock the world and get made new from the pieces.
1: million pieces